It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Folks, what is up? Welcome to the end of your week. Hopefully it is the end of all of our weeks. Hopefully we do not have the weekend that we had last weekend and we can enjoy time with our family and friends and touch grass and breathe the fresh air. If there still is fresh air out there, uh, we're here at the end of the week to recap Vanderpump Rules episode five. Um, and we're going to get into that in a bit, but we got a lot of stuff to catch up on because this story keeps, uh, you know, the goalposts keeps moving. You, you know, it, this has been a horrific story since it broke last Friday. I've barely made it through the week. I feel like I've aged 10 years and this didn't even happen to me. I can't even imagine what you guys feel like it feel like with all of this. The voraciousness of wanting to consume information about this. And it is so it's wild. It is it, it is all-consuming this week. Uh, I've, I've found time for 
little to no other pop culture stories. The Oscars are this weekend, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go see Billy Joel tomorrow night. I'm like, I wonder if he's going to bring up Tom and Ariana. Uh, I do want to say up top, I mainly like to joke and be silly, and I will be doing that a lot this episode. I want to say up top, though, uh, it, it does not... You know, this this is kind of a tragic situation in a lot of ways. I think a lot of us who watch the show really do care about Ariana. I think we're all really disappointed in Tom. It's even more um, than just disappointed. I'm just trying to think of the word for it. But it's just really gross in so many ways. And I know these guys a little bit outside of it. And, and it really is kind of gross. It, that's the thing. You know, I keep thinking about like, well, if I didn't know them outside of this and realize, you know, know that it was a very real relationship, would I be like, hell yeah. Like, I've been covering it all week, and there is excitement to it, but at the end, I just keep thinking about, I mean, this girl is devastated. And I don't mean devastated in the the sense of she's some poor, wilting flower that needs a man. Like, no, she's one of the stronger women that I've, I've, I've met out in Los Angeles, but still... I just can't, I just keep thinking about how much this would rock your confidence and and it's so hard to trust people these days anyways and just how much this would affect all of that, you know? But anyways, let's just have a good old time. Huh? Let's just have like Lisa Vanderpump did on Watch What Happens Live. Let's make it fun. Lisa Vanderpump. Did you watch that Watch What Happens Live? I uh, it seemed like a lot of people loved that and I was like it was, she was great, but at the same time she's just like, "Oh, behave. It's just cheating, my dear boy." <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn, you really get the sense that Lisa isn't close close with these people." They're employees, and I don't mean employees in the sense of that they used to work at Sir. They're still people that do her show, so she's there to capitalize on this. And it's really interesting to see all of the like all of the different cast and Lisa and Bravo and NBC Universal capitalize on this. I mean, me even you could say capitalizes on this, and um, it's really weird. Imagine that. Imagine your pain as commerce, and that's just what reality television and television is, unfortunately. But Lisa was a trip. We'll get on that and watch what happens live. I thought that was really fascinating. How are you guys? Um, I'm going to be covering a lot of information today. We have so many new listeners. Um, I'll try to put a timestamp where the recap of the episode starts if you want to skip right to that. But if you're here for the whole ride, I'm I'm glad to have you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you're new to it, if you're old to it, thanks for still being here. Um, This is just a mix of everything. Uh, So much. And we're going to be talking about so much today. Because so much new stuff happened, even in the last 24 hours, um, I I just want new stuff to stop. (laughs) I want new stuff to stop, and I want to just study what we know so far. Uh, Rachel, uh, listen... Rachel and Tom seems to they, they seem to have made their bed in a lot of ways, and now they've kind of got to lay in it and and uh, decide what they want to where they want to go from here. And I think they had a different plan for this information coming out. Like I said all week, I thought I think Tom thought, okay, I'll wait till the reunion films and then I'll deal with this then. And then you know, casually break in Raquel as my girlfriend at some point. I mean, really, honestly, I don't know what he was thinking. And from all that I've heard, I don't think he is even very aware of what he's thinking. Like, I don't. I think he thinks he did. I I honestly don't know. And every time I hear something new, I'm kind of like, oh damn, dude. Like, so you you're like, are you dumb dumb? You're dumb dumb. Like, it's just wild. But I guess to each their own. I mean, it's weird. We we don't 
uh, what do I always say? We don't take our moral uh, cues from Housewives or reality stars. Tom did fool me, though. I really, he was one of those guys. And I think that shows my own personal issues is that I was like, why am I like, I looked up to that dude. Like, how sad is that? How sad is that? I, I don't, I don't think it'll happen again. I can't, I can't promise, but we'll see. Um, so, uh, real quick up top, uh, if you like the show, if you like all the hard work that's gone on into this show, uh, me, Maritza, Sandra, the, the, the people that work for me, uh, please rate it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. If you want more, you can go to patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good for $5 a month. You can get access to 300 other episodes that have not made the main feed. I did a whole hour and a half summer house recap over there. I did a live, uh, Vanderpump. Uh, Q&A last Saturday. I might do another one this weekend as well um, with any new information that happens over the weekend. I'm hoping it's not a lot, but it's a good chance for you guys to comment and stuff like that. So that is over there as well. Um, I want to also give a shout out to uh, to all the moms out there. I was talking to my mom um, tonight. I was texting with her and tomorrow's a big day. She's getting her PET scan done. Um, you know, for your listeners of this show, you know, my mom's battling cancer right now and she just killed it with her third round of chemo and she's going to get her PET scan and then she'll get the results next week and we'll see where we're at. So even saying those words out loud, I'm really scared about that. And, uh, my mom's been in a really good mood this week and that's great, but I wanted to share, and I, and I also wanted to say that to all the moms out there, I know Maritza's mom's going through something. I know Amy Fields' mom's going through something. Um, anybody going through things right now, and I know that's uh, pretty much the majority of us, I really want to send all good vibes um, your way. Uh, and, and I am thinking about I've been thinking about life so much lately <laughs> and Vanderpump rules. Uh, anyways, my mom texted me this tonight cause I got to tell you a story. <laughs> You're not going to believe where I was tonight. And you, <laughs> I was at Schwartz and Sandy's. I was I'm not, I was there and I thought I would never go there again. And I was called out of retirement for a, uh, for a special reason, um, which we'll get into in a second, but I got interviewed by the Washington post by one of my favorite entertainment reporters, Emily Yar, who is just amazing. And she's, uh, been out here on vacation. And then this popped up as a story. And so she's, uh, she's like, yeah, let's like, you know, I want to write a story about this. And she wanted to go to Schwartz and Sandy's. And I was like, Oh God, but I love Emily and I, I love her writing. So I was like, for you, I will go to Schwartz and Sandy's. And so we went there at six thirty PM and I did some, I did some audio. I'm going to put the audio in of me driving over there. This is just me with my AirPod. You can tell that I'm really nervous. Not to 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 talk to Emily. She's awesome. I was nervous to go there because I just I didn't know what to expect. And I will say this right off the bat. I didn't spend any of my own money. Jeff Bezos, uh Emily made a point of Jeff the, the drinks I had tonight. I had two drinks. Those were on Jeff Bezos. I did not pay any of my own money to support that establishment even though I know it's not the fault of the employees and all of that stuff, blah, 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 blah. So here is the audio of me just being nervous on the way to Schwartz and Sandy's. What is up, folks? Uh, hey, it's Ryan uh, from the podcast. Uh, listen, I'm on my phone right now, and here's the deal. It's Thursday night, 6.08 uh, p.m., and I am headed into the lion's den. I don't know if that's what they call that, but uh, I'm headed over to Schwartz and Sandy's right now. 
and you, Ryan, why are you doing this? Listen, part of me doesn't know, but part of me does is, um, uh, somebody that works for the, uh, uh, a major newspaper that, uh, has used me as a source, uh, a couple of times. And I really like them. Uh, they really wanted to go. Um, and that is the only reason I said yes. Uh, part of me is, is, oh God, I just, I pray to God that creep Sandoval isn't there. And I pray to God Schwartz isn't there. Um, I, I just, I don't, I mean, at this point, I just, oh, I mean, oh, like, what, what do you say to somebody like that? If you bump into them at this point, like, Hey, how's your week been? What's, what's going, what's anything new? Like, what do you even say? So I will be reporting from the front lines. I'm going to try to leave, make, take some voice notes. I'll go into the bathroom, uh, probably just cause I have to go to the bathroom. But when I'm in there, I will try to talk you through the experience as well. Um, and, and, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm not spending my own money. So that's the other thing I was like, okay, well, at least I'm not spending my own money. Um, that's cause I don't have to support, you know, that way. I don't know you guys. I, I just, this doesn't feel good. doesn't feel good. I would much rather Katie and Ariana sandwich shop be open. And I could have said that. And the thing was, I was like, ah, I don't know. What about it? And, and, and they were really like, no, let's, I want to do that. And I was like, oh man, oh man. And if I see Greg, the, the other supposed owner, I'm going to, I guess, have to apologize to him. I guess, Greg, I guess you were right all along about these nutcases that you went into pseudo business with. Um, but I'll take the temperature for you guys. I'll see it. I'm on the front lines. And then I got to come back after that and record the recap. So I should be on fire by then. But it's like, this is so early that hopefully I'll be home before nine and it won't be a crazy, crazy long. I think you guys don't even care about this part, but hopefully I'll be home early because I don't, I don't picture myself tying one on. I've never met this person in real life either. And they have a family and stuff. So I don't think that <laughs> it's not like, you know, um, so it'll be interesting, but I just kind of feel overall guilty, which kind of just really rings true with me as a person. I think I just always run around feeling guilty. Um, okay. Anyways, enough about me. Let's get into the Vanderpump mess of it all. I'll talk to you guys in a sec. Okay. I just pulled up. I'm in my car. I'm nervous. I'm uh, looking inside. It doesn't look super biz. That's busy for, for you kids out there. Um, I was able to park right in the, um, it's like in a strip mall. And I was able to park right, there's a spot, you know, so I didn't even have to pay valet. So already winning. Um, I'm waiting for, uh, I don't know, like, it looks fine so far. I'm going to, I don't know. There's a darkness though. I feel the darkness. There's an evil um, per se. I feel it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to go in. Hey. Yeah. I immediately, um, I immediately saw Greg. Like he's literally walked, he walked in right when I got out of my car. He actually doesn't seem so bad now. Really, really take it. <laughs> okay. I'm in the bathroom. Um, I'm going to take a huge poo. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, Ooh, a lot of paper towels on the floor. That can't be healthy. Um, okay. Okay, I'm going out. Okay, you guys, that was a, a couple of voice notes I left 
I'm such an idiot. Um, so I met Emily there. We uh, we talked for a long time. And also, by the way, this is I hate that we're talking about Vanderpump Rule that I but I geek out like if you guys follow the show, I grew up reading anything entertainment wise I could get my hands on. And she works for one of the top newspapers as an entertainment reporter. And that is just the dream job. Like after we, after she was done with the interview, I was just asking her, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And she's going to go cover the Taylor Swift concert in Glendale, Arizona, the opening like next week. And that was exciting. We were talking about yellow jackets and succession and it was just great. Um, okay. So I get there. We didn't have a reservation, not super packed, but, uh, yeah, they, they got us in. I didn't realize you had to order drinks from the bar now. I don't think they have waiters. They have servers. But nobody really explained that. This is like constructive criticism for anybody at Shorts and Sandy's is that we didn't realize that for the longest time. Like nobody came up to us and it wasn't slammed. So you could have kept. Anyway, so we had to go to the bar to get our drinks. And then Greg and Brett, the manager who you've seen on the show as well. And uh, I'm Brett used to follow me on Instagram. I don't know if he's unfollowed me this week after my coverage. Um, but Greg and Brett were there and, um, Emily, the reporter, she's like, Hey, I'm going to go up and see if I can get a quote from Greg. And I was like, are you, are you out of your mind? And, and this is what she does. And she's not like persistent or like, you know, she's really chill and cool. Um, but she went up and talked to him and he wouldn't give a comment, but he was kind of, I think he got a kick that the Washington post was there. And I informed, uh, Emily that Greg had been responding to Yelp messages and saying, Hey, this is a restaurant with employees and families. We're trying to do good, regardless of the schmuck that or schmucks that work here. Um, but he was super nice. I, I was like in my head, been pictured getting like kicked out or something like that. Um, but I will say, like, I I didn't get to eat. Uh, I was hoping Jeff Bezos would take care of that. But like, they, it was they didn't really explain how service worked. And I had been there two other times, and the other time they had a waiter. So I don't know if they changed like. Or maybe when you're there earlier, I don't know. And then um, she was staying around to talk to some of the clientele about their experience and if they're here for Vanderpump Rules. And I left for that because I was like, oh, man, that's like my worst nightmare is just going up to strangers and being like, hey, what's going on? And that's like her job. So um, Washington Post, I'll let you know when the article is out. And like I said all this week, the gloves are off today in terms of the recap. I'm probably going to be a little mean towards Sandoval and uh, Raquel, Rachel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I hope you'll allow me that and uh, just know that I'm just angry. Uh, Maybe that will subside at some point. I'll try to make it as funny as possible, but I just think it's super douchey what both of them did. Um, Sandoval, of course, the onus on him. There is, of course, a huge power differential, but... Uh, from my understanding, they really think they dig each other, both of them. Who knows? But anyway, so I did this, and then I texted my mom, who's going in for that PET scan tomorrow. I was like, she'll get a kick out of this. And my mom, look at the big brain on Becky fucking Bailey, you guys. <laughs> I said I was there at Schwartz and Sandy's, and she was bummed last week because she wanted to go to Schwartz and Sandy's. And I said, Mom, no, we'll never go to Schwartz and Sandy's. I'm sorry, we're not going to do it. And she goes, okay. And then I told her I was at Schwartz and Sandy's. She's like, what? I was like, well, I was being interviewed for the Washington Post. She's like, well, okay. And then, then she go. I said, um, yeah, a reporter from the Washington Post took me out to interview me about Vanderpump there. And she goes, no way, dot, dot, dot. My mom loves to use ellipses, um, and it always freaks me out. Because ellipses can be so dangerous. And she's just like, it's like, no way, dot, dot, dot. Like anything could come next. But she goes, well, I have a lot to say. 
She goes, on the episode I last watched, Rachel said, and my mom's calling Raquel Rachel. She goes, Rachel, and I don't even think she knows that her, I think she's just didn't spell Raquel. She goes, Rachel said Tom told her she should set boundaries. Remember that a couple episodes ago when she goes, I learned what the word boundaries were from Tom Sandoval. So she goes, Rachel said Tom told her she should set boundaries. Maybe he should have taken his own advice. Mom. Wow. Becky Bailey knocked it out of the park. Yeah, maybe Tom should have set some boundaries. Spider-Man says, with great power comes great responsibility. Period. And then she goes, also... Tom said he hoped opening the restaurant didn't cause a breakup between him and Ari- Ariana like it did Schwartz and Katie. <laughs> like, I didn't even remember that. But yeah, Sandoval goes, yeah, dude, I hope this, this restaurant doesn't cause me and Ariana to break up like you and Katie did. And it's like, you bastard. You were probably stupping Rachel already and you're saying this bullshit? Like, ugh. So she said that, which was genius. And then she goes, why does DJ keep searching for Rachel in a room? Like DJ James Kennedy. Why does DJ James Kennedy keep searching for Rachel in a room? And when he spots her, runs over and fake kisses his new girlfriend. Boom. Look at the knowledge drops here. And then she goes, where did you go for dinner? I'm fasting for my test tomorrow. And that's when I told her Schwartz and Sandy's. And she was like, no way. But could you, like my mom picked that up just from watching a couple episodes. And if you guys listen to the show, you know she's only, like, watched episodes here and there. She, I mean, like, my God. I think that was, like, actually kind of a threat to me of, like, I have a feeling she's going to start a podcast or something. And I'm just scared now that she could really take me on with this. Um, so that was that. Let's get into some Vanderpump news. Uh, so what do you guys think? We had two Tom Sandoval apologies. We had a Raquel apology, apology Rachel. Um, and I, I don't know if I was able to try to think, cause I didn't really cover much Vanderpump news yesterday, but what a week of shows, celebrity memoir book club. I mean, that was great. We had, uh, IG famous by Dana, Dana Omari. We had, uh, Kendall Cunningham from the daily beast. Um, we had, uh, Zachary reality, which talked about Vanderpump rules. We just had a great week of shows. So anybody that joined in this week to watch any of this stuff is awesome. Um, also I said yesterday, Kristen Doty's podcast was really, really behind the scenes and really, um, gripping and really takes you into the driver's seat of what it was like to be over there a couple of times. And, you know, she tells a couple stories and I was wondering, cause Kristen Doty, by the way, filmed today for Vanderpump Rules. She's officially back for this episode that they're filming right now. And... <laughs> I almost, part of me was like, after I heard that podcast, she revealed so many things that I was like, oh my God, did production hire her for this episode just so she'd shut her mouth? Because she was revealing a lot. And I was like, the other people cannot reveal as much. Like Lala had to not release an aspect of her podcast. So uh, yeah, Lala had to re-record because she revealed too much. Uh, Sheena tried to put her podcast behind a Patreon early so people would sign up for, for Patreon, but they really didn't say much on that podcast as well. But Kristen Doty 
Christian Doty was not signed yet, so she spilled so much, you guys. So she takes us through all that night, one, like last Wednesday, when they were at the Tom Sandoval show at Tom Tom. Doty was there with her boyfriend that she does her podcast. Her podcast is called Sex, Love, and What Else Matters with Kristen Doty. Um, and she said she was there. She saw the phone drop. The phone was handed to Ariana. Uh, Ariana disappeared, but they didn't think anything of it. They were at the bar. Uh, they asked one of Ariana's friends. It was probably Logan of like, where is she? They couldn't find her. They decided to leave, not thinking anything was wrong, and then found this out later. Now, she did go over there on Friday. She also went over there another time. She tells a time of being all over there. They were cooking dinner, kind of all being around Ariana. They have not left Ariana alone. She's always been with somebody, which is fucking amazing what amazing friends she has around her and i'm not talking just the cast you guys there's logan there's brad uh jerry i mean there's just she has such a solid um a solid foundation of friends that like her for her and not hangers-ons or people that she pays to be in a band or anything like that you know what i'm saying so tom sandoval walks in christian doty says and goes okay i know everyone hates me here and then walked up to, uh, I guess, their room, and Dodie volunteered his tribute, classic Dodie, uh, with somebody else to go up and talk to Tom gently and try to explain the situation. And they asked Tom to say, hey, you know, would you at least give an intermediary heads up so Ariana knows when you plan on coming home so she won't be here? And I guess he said something like, well, this is my house too, da, 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 da. And, you know, Kristen makes a point of, like, they want to be very respectful of the law, and they were also very... Uh, careful to like stroke Sandoval's ego. And I just think, man, if that's really how this dude is behaving, like, man, you fucked up. Like, and if you want to be in love with somebody else, like go partner to partner, that's your business. But if you can't be decent enough to like, just do the basic things at this point, like you failed. Like, that's what I keep thinking, man. You had seven months of this relationship that you were aware of. Ariana's had less than a week. That's, that is dark and so you you would think at this point you would give anything like he's literally saying things like you know like um it's like ariana doesn't even like me anymore and it's like yeah man yes i would imagine it would be very hard to like you after finding out something like this call me crazy it is just weird and i hate to use the word narcissist when it comes to tom sandoval i always just wanted to use that exclusively for Jax taylor but man, this is like narcissism narcissism at its finest. It really shocks me. But um, so Dodie said that uh, Lisa Vanderpump on Watch What Happens Live said Ariana is devastated that they filmed together. Of course, Lisa was like, oh, I'd like to be in a scene with Ariana, please. And said she was just crying a lot. And, uh, you know... And then Ariana's deactivated her Instagram and Twitter up until last night, Thursday night, around midnight, I think. She she reactivated, and I just hope she's not scrolling, looking at everything. It's so damn hard to escape this right now. Uh, we were also obsessed with it, and it's broken through to mainstream pop culture. That's what I was talking about with the Washington Post reporter. It's like... You know, our Bravo news, whether it be Jen Shaw, Erica Jane, you know, a new Housewives trailer, blah, blah, blah. You know, we talk amongst ourselves about it all all day long. But when it goes out there, when it becomes in the zeitgeist, in the pop culture zeitgeist, I mean, like, listen, I mean, I don't give a fuck about the Oscars right now to, to tell you the truth. I mean, listen, that Real Housewives of Miami, the reunion part one aired on um, uh, Peacock today. Amazing. But at the same time, I kept going like, 
Ah, Lenny Hochstein and Lisa. That reminds me of Tom Sandoval and Ariana. And then we're back to there. But honestly, you guys, if you have Peacock, watch the hell out of this season of Real Housewives of Miami. So damn good. I'm going to talk more about the reunion on Monday because there were so many great moments. And they just did so good producing it. This reunion, they even use this thing to like two talking head boxes on the couch and it's like close up shots. I'm trying to explain it, but it, it's different than the other reunions do it in a sense, but it, and it just so much more, it's so much more visceral. It puts you right in um, the moment. And just all of those ladies are just, that, that show is firing on all cylinders. Real Housewives of Miami, congratulations to everybody involved. Holy shit. Now back to douchebag. Um, so Kristen Doty revealed all of this stuff. Um, it is funny, though, and I think that's also what we love about Vanderpump is that sometimes, you know, the atten- I call it an attention economy, ATT, like I want your attention. The attention economy around stories like this, like, man, Sheena's like, oh, I'm going to get a Patreon. And Lala's like, send it to Daryl. Shirts and hoodies she's already selling. She was wearing one shooting last night. Everybody's like, hey, I'm going to try to get something out of this too. And that can be really tricky and dicey, I think, but it's also at the same time, vaguely humorous. Um, I mean, everybody's doing a t-shirt, everybody, and it's, it's in support of Ariana, but it's, it's one of those things I sometimes wonder where it goes too far. Um, Sheena kind of deserves whatever attention she can get from it because she has taken it on the chin. Not, I do not think she hit, Raquel on the chin. We'll get into that in one second as well. Um, so it's just been wild to see everybody's reaction. So Ariana got back on Instagram and then last night they were filming on the top of, um, this bar club, uh, grandmasters, I believe it's called. And all the women, uh, from the cast, (laughs) including Raquel, no, not Raquel. She was not there. They all gathered and they were all in black and Ariana was in white and looked gorgeous. All the women looked great. And, it was happy International Women's Day. And I just thought, I was like, oh my God, is this going to be the end of whatever episode they're filming right now? That. But then I saw Dodie filming today. So my other theory, and don't hold me to this, but a sneaking suspicion is like, once I found out that March 29th is the date set for the hearing where Raquel is trying to get the restraining order to not be temporary, but permanent, I don't think that's going to happen at all. But there is going to be March 29th at the Van Nuys Courthouse. Uh, 8.30 in the morning. Come on, guys. Some of us like to sleep in. They're going to be doing that hearing. And part of me is like, I wonder if they're just going to keep shooting. I wonder if it's not going to end at one episode. They're going to be like, fuck it. Season 11 starts now. I mean, because there is so much happening right now. Would you really? Like, this is all storylines. And you could be like, that's unfeeling. But it's already unfeeling. They already put cameras up a day after one of the most devastating, you know, uh, cheating scandals in Vanderpump and Bravo history. They were like, cameras up. So why wouldn't they just keep filming? I want to also announce on March 29th at 8.30 a.m., Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey will be outside of the Van Nuys Courthouse coming to you live uh, so I will try to get as much information as I possibly can. Bravo Action News will be starting that day. And Ryan Bailey is your wartime correspondent. Um, okay, so uh, more about the Sheena stuff. So I had told you, I had from multiple sources that I trust that Sheena did not hit Rachel in the face. That uh, that she, she got pushed. That's what I kept hearing. And uh, so Sheena... Her lawyer said, um, 
Let me find, uh, this was great. Sheena's lawyer, and I love that Sheena's lawyer said her, uh, <laughs> said, said his full name in this. I just, oh, sorry, one second, I'm just trying to find it, uh, Oh, da, 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 Okay. Uh, Sheena's attorney, Nima Ramani, has released a statement. Quote, This case is a fabrication by a known liar and a cheat who has betrayed everyone close to her. Sheena never punched Rachel, period. By the way, the lawyer's even calling her Rachel. The supposed dark markings around her left eye have been there for months. Which, by the way, I mentioned we do have pictures of what looks to be the same dark thing that looks like a black eye in many photos of Raquel from the last couple of months. Uh, Neither Sheena nor other cast members want anything to do with Rachel going forward. The judge has only heard a one-sided account of what happened, and we look forward to presenting the full and true story at the March 29th hearing. Oh my God, you guys, this, this is like Supreme Court. This is, this is insane. Also, what a shady lawyer. Like, she, leave it to Sheena to have one of the shadier lawyers out there of, like, the group wants nothing to do with Rachel anymore. I'm like, yes, your honor. Yes, what a lawyer. This is amazing. I'm a lawyer for Sheena Shea. I'm good as gold in a law way. Um, so that is happening. I thought that would, you guys would be interested in that. What a statement. So... I had always heard, like I said, that, that 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 there was no hit. I do want to know where that scratch came from on her eyebrow. But uh, somebody even pointed, I read a comment of like, if you look at Sheena's talons, like how would she even make a fist with those talons? Um, man, Sheena is, Sheena does not mess around. I think that's interesting. Uh, sorry, you guys, I have to keep stopping because... I'm recording this for YouTube as well, and my my webcam keeps overheating. I think my webcam is even pissed at Tom Sandoval in certain ways, or Tom Sandoval is is messing with my equipment, just like Lisa Rinna used to do. Oh my God, Instagram was down during Vanderpump Rules last night. I was like, that has Tom Sandoval written all over it. Um, a couple more things before we get to this recap. Jerry O'Connell was on Watch What Happens Live uh, two nights ago. And I got to tell you, I really like Jerry O'Connell, but I disagreed with so many of his recording stopped. Recording in progress. Okay. Fuck it. You guys, uh, I'm going to just do a non high def cam cause I can't keep stopping the podcast. Uh, Jerry O'Connell, I really like, but I disagreed with so many of his opinions. What kind of pretzel logic is this, you guys? Jerry O'Connell literally was like, Ariana and Katie, look at me. And he was like staring directly in the camera lens. He's like, you, you don't deserve boys. That's who they are, boys. You need a man. And then he went on to explain that, um, you know, he's with Rebecca Romaine. Uh, and he went on to explain that when he met his wife, Rebecca Romaine, he was in a relationship and she was in a relationship as well. And I'm like... Once again, what the fuck are you telling us? Any kind of like, wait a sec, like you just are saying they deserve men, but you're like, also, I cheated on somebody to be with Rebecca Romaine and so did she. Like I was, I was like, cause at first I was like, yeah, man, they are boys. You need a man. And I'm not a man, but I was like, you need one. And then he was like, yeah, I met Rebecca when I was with somebody else and she was with somebody else too. But 
you know, you need a man. I was just like, wait, weird, weird. I disagreed with a couple things Jerry O'Connell said. And like I said at the beginning, Lisa Vanderpump on Watch What Happens Live, it was too cavalier. Somebody wrote, oh, I loved it. She was fun. And I was like, yeah, this situation is fun. Let's make it fun and funny. I just don't find it fun and funny. I find some of the antics around it fun and funny. The other thing I was talking about was like, um, we've talked about it so much. If you study pop culture, is that, We've just been nonstop. Bam, 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 bam. So now we're going to go on the other side of that, where I predict by the weekend, maybe next week, you're going to start seeing a lot of hate just about the situation and how lame it is. If anybody, oh God, you're paying attention to this still? Lame. You're going to have people that will try to make you feel bad that you still care about this. That's just how it goes. It reaches like a cultural zenith and then people start shitting on it. So Like I always say, like what you like, dig what you dig. Don't try to ruin or rain on anybody's parade. Uh, At at, at the core, this is a really sad situation. And I think it's just shocking that these really sad situations keep happening in the Bravo sphere. But um, don't like, I'm just waiting for that of like, you're still talking about it. My God, move on. That's like, seems to be where we're at and especially on social media. So be wary, be forewarned. It'll probably hit at some point this weekend or next week. Finally, the last thing I wanted to play for you guys is uh, Lala posted this, I believe on TikTok or Instagram. And she was talking about re-editing. And this was interesting. I think I mentioned to you guys that I had gotten a tip about that they won't be re-editing the season at all. And I was like, what does that even mean? Anyways, this is Lala speaking, and she has a little Ocean with her. Ocean really is really cute. So this is her talking to us and her little babies there as well. For saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I heard from Jess that on Twitter... People are talking about how editors of VPR probably went back through and, like, tweaked things to kind of, like, align with what happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not true. What you guys are going to see this season. (laughs) Sorry, just started calling anyway to follow up on my last video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What you guys are going to see this season (laughs) before... We obviously know what we know now was very much going to be the storyline of hers. Not Ocean, but Homegirls. Rachel, Raquel. With or without what just happened in the last week. Nothing was re-edited. This was the story. You're just going to view it very differently now, huh, O? Do you think they're going to view it differently now, O? Yeah. Totally, right? Ah, from the mouth of babes. Uh, The Vanderpump kids are actually really cute. So I had heard that as well from somebody else, a source inside saying that they wouldn't have to re-edit it. And I was kind of confused what they meant by that. But what I take it to mean is that Raquel's going to have a lot of storylines like we see in tonight's episode with Oliver. She's going to be making out with a lot of people and she is on a journey of self-discovery, which that's what I thought it was. And I was standing up for her up to this point. And now that's not going to be happening any longer. Um, And they're not going to re-edit. From my understanding is that 
Raquel or Rachel digs herself into a little bit of hole in a couple different situations. Uh, you will see a Sandoval moment that was already in there, and you see that in the trailer as well. So that's what I take that to mean. I could be wrong about that. Uh, and finally, on the uh, Raquel Rachel apology, I don't know if I got to to read this on the show. Um, and uh, I unfollowed Raquel the other day. I forgot I was following, and I was like, oh, I gotta. And she hasn't. Un- uh, um, so she released two different statements. The first statement, I want you to see it on Instagram, is that you can see where the PR put their notes in because it's bolded and there's no reason for this to be bolded otherwise. So it starts off like, I want to apologize for my actions and my choices to Ariana, Ariana, my friends and the fans so invested in our relationships. And then this part is bolded. There is no excuse. I am not a victim and must own my actions. I deeply regret hurting Ariana. And then it says, in non-bolding in the time since this came to light and then bolding again, I am reflecting on my choices, speaking to a counselor and I am learning things about myself, such as my patterns of codependency and addiction to being and feeling loved. I have sought emotional validation through intimate connections that are not healthy without regard for my own well-being, sometimes negatively affecting others and often prioritizing the intimate connections over my friendships. I am taking steps to understand my behavior and make healthier choices. Um, the, the the weird part of this is, is like she starts off really solid saying, I am not a victim and must own my actions, even though I think that is one of the PR statements they added. She's not a victim, but then it continues to go on kind of painting herself in in a victim way. And that's the part that confuses me is that, OK, she's saying I'm not a victim. I did all of this stuff. But then it, it, she is a victim and she's then with the Sheena stuff. And we'll find out what is true and what is not. That's another thing of like, well, listen, I am the victim in this situation as well. So it's this really weird line that she's walking that's very confusing. I don't know even know if she's thought this out or her team has. Um, it, it's very weird because she's the non-victim. She's not a victim, but then she keeps painting themselves like this is why I am a victim. This, this, and this. Um, and that part is a little confusing for me, And I think at the end of the day, just like I think Tom isn't as sorry as he possibly should be because he's dealt with this in his mind for so long that I think he's used to it, whereas nobody else is. This was the second one she released. And by the way, she was also giving exclusives, one to E, one to people. And I just really hope and I, I think that I'm wrong. I mean, I hope that money wasn't exchanged, but I have a feeling it was. I mean, TMZ posted, I don't know, it seemed like a lot of exclusives all of a sudden. I really hope money is not being made uh, from them, particularly. This was the second one. She said, besides, uh uh-oh, I just liked that, and then unliked it really quick because I was hitting it. Besides the indefensible circumstances surrounding our relationship, my feelings for Tom have always been sincere and born out of a loving friendship. Knowing how many people we hurt, I need to understand my choices and learn to make better ones. I need to take care of my health, work on self-growth, and take time to be okay with being alone. I care for Tom, and I, I don't want to label anything or predict what lies ahead. Right now, I need to heal. First off, I don't give a fuck what your feelings for Tom are. I don't get, I don't care. I don't think any of us care. Tell this to Tom, if any of this is, but why would we care at this point, how you feel about Tom? Like do it on the show if you want, but I don't need a second apology. And what is it with Sandoval and like Raquel not knowing how to speak where they need to keep releasing different apologies? Oh, by the way, I forgot another thing that I wanted to mention really quick. I don't care. Like, honestly, you have feelings for Tom that are real? Awesome. Tell Tom. I don't need to hear this. And then she goes, 
like a non but not a victim. But at the end, she goes, right now I need to heal. What do you need to heal from? Uh, once again, this is just like, I care about Ariana, what I did to her, all of this shit. But then at the same time, now I need to heal. I think there's one person that really needs to heal. What, I mean, what are you healing? Do you mean physically healing? Like your eyebrow? Do you mean like the, the black eye that you supposedly, like, do you mean physically heal? I, I honestly, I'm sorry. And you'd be like, well, she's, you know what she is. She's just very confused. And it's like, at least she sent an apology and da, da, da. And I also want to point out, because Andy has said this of like, listen, you know, I just, you know, apology is an apology. And at least she did it. Yeah, at least she did it. And he goes, you know, but then everybody will pick it apart. I want to remind people that Andy Cohen is a ringmaster at the end of the day. Lisa Vanderpump is a ringmaster at the end of the day. Study Andy Cohen. Because he has to not take a hard stand while still going, I am shocked, but I'm not going to condemn because he has to continue to work with these people. He has to convince these people to film. So he can't go, that's a lame apology, even though he kind of knows it is because he, he can't do that. So don't like go, well, Andy says it's this like, yeah, Andy's going to say whatever he needs to say to protect the health of the network. The same with Lisa Vanderpump. Like I was shocked. She said, uh, they said, Oh, you know, everyone wants to know, will you invest in, um, uh, Katie in our Ariana sandwich shop? And she was like, no, I can't be investing in everybody's shop, please. And it's like, at the end of the day, I mean, remember, I love Lisa Vanderpump. I do. And I do want to see her on Beverly Hills again one day. But at the end of the day, she didn't take care of her employees during the pandemic. Let's like just, I mean, not to stick up for Schwartz and Sandoval, but they raised money on Cameo for their employees, at least. Lisa was not doing that. And I know that from sources inside as well. I mean, she's a businesswoman through and through. She is a cutthroat businesswoman. And that is why she is as successful as she is. She doesn't think of these things like we do. Like there's not tons of heart in how she's like, she, she's probably the most loving. And we see a scene tonight with uh, being a grandma. She's probably the most loving to her family. And she loves this. She gets titillated about it. Like we do. And she's like, look at us back on top of the heap again. Vanderpump rules. You didn't, you said we couldn't do it. And look at Here we are not realizing that it's because of intense personal pain that you're back. I was watching the first episode of the entire uh, series last night because I couldn't sleep. And it's just shocking how many things haven't changed. Everything is still eerily similar. If you watch back that first episode and that's just wild to show. I always joke about like, I did this and this today, but I have done no personal growth. I, I am proud that I have done no personal growth this year, but I've watched a lot of television and I could say that with a lot of the Vanderpump people at all. It seems like there's been no personal growth. Every time I think these people have grown, they actually kind of haven't. And I think that is disturbing, but fascinating to watch. So those were her two apologies. I'm sure she'll keep adding to, uh, I'm sure, sorry. I'm sure she'll keep adding to the apologies. Uh, but those are the two thus far, uh, two more predictions. Uh, I said the Vanderpump rules will continue. Also, there is a, uh, rumor, a blind item on Demois that, uh, Raquel Rachel is not vaccinated and she might have passed off a false vaccination card, which would be like, listen, I don't know if NBC Universal will look into that in any sort of way. I had heard that before. Um, you know, I'm, this is not a podcast about vaccinations. I'm vaccinated. I think that is the smart way to go. 
Um, but I mean, like, wouldn't that be wild if Raquel was also like QAnon? <laughs> like, wouldn't that be just like, <laughs> you know, she's like, uh, I'm in love with Sandoval. And I also think that, uh, Hillary Clinton eats babies. I think that's, but other than that, really normal. The other thing I keep hearing, uh, allegedly is that potentially, and we'll see, this is just, if you study pop culture, another thing that people do when heat gets really tough is that they check themselves into rehab. Okay, so there is that thought and she does mention addiction in this and that could mean emotional like love addiction, those kind of things. And she says she prioritizes intimate relationships over friendships, obviously. Sorry, Ariana. Um, But part of me was like, I wonder if she'll check herself into rehab. I I mean, I I run, you know, who knows? I wonder if we'll we'll hear about a potential alcohol or or drug problem in the future. Um, We will see. Uh, she, uh, you guys, this is a mess. Holy, holy shnikes. Um, okay. Let's get into this, uh, recap. Finally, we're only, what are we? We're only 46 minutes in. It's fine. You guys chill out. It's the weekend. Grab a drink. Enjoy yourselves. Um, we're going to actually go through an episode now. Uh, what did you guys think of last night's episode? It was weirdly anticlimactic because in my head I had been building. I was like, holy shit, we're going to see so much shit. And we did. That fucking, like, Ariana's, Ariana's dog passing away broke me. And then hearing, just broke me. And then other, you know, I forgot that there's other cast members on this. And that was wild. I mean, that scene with Katie and Katie's mom um, in Vegas I mean, Katie's mom said it the best of anybody on that show of what Katie's going through. And you're just reminded. And that's another thing. Like, guys, I get that Raquel is 28 years old. I get she's on a a process of discovery or whatever we want to call it. Make out with whoever you want. Sleep with whoever you want. Or as Lala says, put whoever in your mouth that you want. Like I said, Lala's like a full-on shock jock. She just literally wants it. She's like, yeah, put things in your butt. Yeah, I'm Lala. Send it to Daryl. You you know, (laughs) do whatever you want to anybody you want, honestly. But maybe a good rule of thumb is to listen to the people around you. Realize what they're going through. I don't think you need to be have been in a long-term relationship, even though Raquel's been in one with DJ James Kennedy. I don't think you need that to realize that, yeah, maybe don't go for Schwartz, even if you don't like Katie. Even if you don't like Katie, unless you truly are seeing if that you could fill some sort of villain role. And I don't think... I mean, she's doing all of the things a villain would do, but she's not fun to watch. These actions are insane. But she's not fun to watch. Are we in agreement on this, at least? You know how, like, certain cast members, or even, let's bring up Stace Stassi, you know, back in the day, she was fun to watch when she was being evil, you know, and I'm the devil and don't you forget it. I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. Those things worked on camera. Raquel's like, ah, it's the shaky boy. Like, ha, ah, she does this way of speaking. That's, you can tell there's insecurity mixed in with this voice thing that sometimes I'm not, not turned on. It's really odd. And so I think that's interesting when you even start doing villain-like things, but you still aren't 
you know, it still doesn't pop on camera. And that's just a complete technical note that I find, you know, interesting. And I was watching old clips of uh, Rachel back in the DJ James Kennedy days. And it's just funny how she slowly worked into some sort of personality, yet we don't really know who this person is at all. You know, it's, it's, it's just very bizarre. Like Allie, DJ James Kennedy's current girlfriend, she's really like, I mean, you can understand her. She says, you know, complete sentences, has a solid voice. I mean, there's a difference. And I just want to point that out as we get into this. Um, okay, here we go. I want to thank Juliana Carraza once again, who, have, who took the notes, who bit the bullet, took the notes on this episode five, and she is just the best. Juliana Carraza kills it every week. So thank you, Juliana, if you're listening. Uh, this is season 10, episode five. It is called Love Struck at the Disco Pussy. And my first thought when I heard that title, I was like, Lala, is she writing titles? She's like, fuck it, Disco Pussy, send it to Daryl. So Love Struck at the Disco Pussy, I was like, okay, they're obviously going to go to some disco and get pussy. I don't know. Uh, the description from the cable company reads, Katie plans a divorce party trip to Las Vegas and Lake Havasu, but conveniently leaves Sheena off the guest list. Lala and Rachel find themselves flirting with the same guy. Ariana receives devastating news from home. And I read that and I was like, oh my God, they're going to show the Tom stuff. They're going to, they're going to fast forward to this week that in my head, I was like, oh my God, they're going to deal with it. What other devastating news could she possibly get? And then you see the devastating news she gets. And I'm like, this week of all weeks to have to relive the death of her 18 year old dog, man, you know, what's so crazy when I interviewed uh, Sandoval last January at their house, which I haven't re-released that episode. It's out there if you want to find it, but like I'm, I have not gone back and listened to it because I was just so damn excited to be there. And I was just in awe of that dude. And, uh, I just keep thinking about certain things that he said and, but, but Charlotte, her dog was there and she was, you know, you know, she'd see, she was seen better days. I could even tell back then that was last January. And, uh, just think about like my dog, Brooklyn. And she's, uh, I was talking to my ex last week and she said, Hey, just want to prepare you. I think this is, you know, we might, you know, we're, we're, we might be getting toward the end this year. And I was just like, man, that is just, it's wild to think about our like furry friends, and that's what I just kept kept bumming out about thinking about, like, oh, even Charlotte's not there to, like, help Ariana. I know so many other people are, but it was just the thought in my head. So previously on Vanderpump Rules, these are the best days of our lives. These are not the best days of our lives. If these are the best days of our lives, some, some I'm going to, like, I'm going to hurt myself because these, this cannot be the best days of our lives. Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. Put your glasses down. I do not need the glass raised. Uh, we see Sheena and Brock start out this episode with Sheena doing live time vlogging. Sheena loves a YouTube moment as they enter a climbing yoga fitness center. And Sheena's like, hey, everyone, welcome back to our channel. We're going to be rock climbing. But we're also going to get a work in workout in. And Brock's like, rock climb, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Sheena's like, we still got a few weeks to the wedding. And they enter and they're geared up for climbing. And Sheena's like, are you vlogging me? Just don't sit there and watch. And Brock's like, yeah, yeah. He's a little leprechaun. I am Brock. And Sheena begins to scale the wall with her talons. You know, her big old nails. Like, Ugh. we watch her maneuver the wall and she reaches the top. And Sheena's like, yeah, I did it. We fly across LA and we catch up with Katie and Charlie hiking at Runyon Canyon. Runyon Canyon is my favorite hike when my knee was working. Um, Charlie's like, 
Katie, I am so hungover. By the way, Charlie motherfucking Burnett, man, she, she got a lot of flack and she pops in and you see like, she's a good friend and she does not give a shit about any of this stuff. I think she's one of the only people that hasn't like, let me start a podcast about this last week. <laughs> so, so, and by the way, what the hell happened to Katie's podcast? Like Katie should be killing the podcast game at this point. What happened to that? Um, so Katie's hiking with her and Charlie's like, I have hiking boots. Why would I wear? And we see her wearing sneakers and Katie's like, this is not a fucking hike. And Charlie's like, yeah, but it's dusty. And Katie's like, put them in a wash. And Charlie goes, I live in an apartment shared unit. We should have just went to McDonald's. Now we're checking in over at a clothing shop. The clothing shop is called Cammy and Jax. And I got like just douche chills. I was like, oh my God, is this where Jax comes in? Jax has a clothing store now called Cammy and Jax. And Ariana and Raquel Rachel is there. And Rachel's like, have you been to like Havasu before? And Ariana's like, no. And Rachel's like, what do we do there? This Rachel doesn't even know how to fucking tie her shoes. She's like, what do we do at Lake Havasu? I don't know. Breathe? Like, what do you, we fly, Rachel, we fly. And Ariana's like, oh, I saw there was like this country bar. And Rachel's like, oh. And Ariana's like, I know there'll be like straight guys there. We can whoop it up. And Raquel tries to, she's like, whoop. Raquel in a talking head goes, Lake Havasu is infamous for girls gone wild. Woo, spring break, you know, or so I've heard. And Ariana's like, I can't believe what you told Katie last night, that you like flat out said that you asked Schwartz to make out. This is why I'm saying, man, there is a disconnection with this Rachel girl. There's an element where I don't know if she understands human emotions when they work on other people. There's like, it, it, it seems like vaguely... I don't, I was trying to think, like, as like, is, is there like a, I want to know what Rachel's diagnosis is. Like, it just seems like there's this missing thing where she sees people in pain and then she pushes further. Like, I don't think she was trying to hurt Katie in that moment, but why say that? Every other person would recognize now wasn't the time to say, I tried to make out with Schwartz, yet she did it. I'm so confused. Ariana to Raquel is like, I'm like, am I supposed to be mad at Raquel for the first time? And this is so excruciating because you're like, yeah, Ariana, you uh, you should get used to being mad at uh, Rachel. She's going to do a lot more of these things, a lot more. And what's other mind blowing is that she flat out said that to Katie. Why didn't you flat out say it to Ariana? I'm sleeping with your long term boyfriend. Ariana and a talking head's like, well, we've been encouraging Rachel to get out there, make mistakes, go crazy. By the way, wouldn't it be great if they re-edited the season where they took out Raquel and just put in like, we've been encouraging Rachel to get out there, (laughs) make mistakes, go crazy. But then when she's asked Schwartz to make out with her, but not like that, don't do it like that. Raquel's like, for a moment, like I felt it was unfair for Katie to like determine who Schwartz can hang out with or like make out with. But after the way she responded last night, I felt really bad. She can only feel so bad. We know she makes out with her at, uh, out with him at Sheena's wedding. Uh, Raquel and I talking heads like Katie and I were never closest, closest friends because she always had beef with James. Flashback to 2018. We see a younger Rachel going, I feel like you guys don't see the James that I see. And Katie's like, I'm not taking pity on him. I'm not going to come and work at a place where this is acceptable. Man, isn't it crazy? Like, 
Katie was right in 2018. Raquel and I talking heads like, and she didn't come to my puppy party. This fucking puppy party. Remember this puppy party that Rachel and DJ James Kennedy were all like boned up about? Like, my God, we don't go to your, like guys, if Rachel ever asks you to come to a puppy party in the future, you better go or she will legitimately fuck your husband or boyfriend. Like that, you better be at that puppy party or she's going to run she's gonna run wild over any close connection you have in your relationship you better go to that puppy party and whoever didn't go to that puppy party like it's like i know what you did last summer she's just like hunting down the people that have not you didn't go to my puppy party i'll never forget also in 2018 we see raquel like graham is so happy to have so many friends here and we see ariana ariana and tom went to the puppy party Tom got rewarded for going to the puppy party, obviously, and Ariana didn't. And uh, that's the other thing. This Graham, you know, everybody was like, good, don't be with DJ. Don't let Graham be with DJ James Kennedy. Don't let Graham be with Rachel either. I don't want Graham with DJ James Kennedy or Rachel. This Graham, like, I'll take in Graham, please. Like, my God, this Graham, this Graham has seen some shit. Even Graham's like, is that Tom Sandoval from the show here in the treehouse, Rachel? Tom Sandoval from the show. Don't you talk, like, aren't you friends with Ariana? Graham, Graham's like literally like, um, I got a fucking puncture wound in my neck because you're too busy trying to horn in on everybody's boyfriend. Raquel says, also, it's difficult to know what she's really thinking and what she's really feeling because she's got a good poker face. I will agree with uh, Rachel on this. Katie does seem to have a good poker face. Um, I think there's an element of Katie that I'm even scared of because she seems like she knows a secret that nobody else does. Like she's like, I, I just, and when I, I met her in person at the, the Bravo con and, and I, we were talking about my mustache and she, I mean, she was extremely nice, but there is that moment of like, you know, I was like, is she about to, tell me I'm a dork to my face. Like I would have, I would have been like completely like I agree, but it's just like, I wonder what she's <laughs> just, I, I think Katie knows. Katie seems like she knows more than I do. That's, that's, I just, she does have a good poker voice face. Rachel's like, I called Sheena this morning and told her about the girl's trip. It's like, obviously she's not invited. And she was like, that's fine. Meanwhile, we have Lala FaceTiming Sheena while rock climbing. And Lala's like, Send it to Daryl. So you know that there's this trip coming up, right? And Sheena's like, that Katie's planning? Yeah. Well, yeah, Rachel mentioned it. She also said she's not coming to the wedding. So that's fine. I took her off the list today. And Lala's like, yeah, she told me the same thing. I like, I, this is like, we're grown adults and like, we're still doing the, um, I'm not going to the wedding. Fine. I'll take you off the list. You're not invited to the wedding. I want to know how this, this all ends though, because we do know Katie was at the resort right over there. So they must've made Katie go, which is just so awkward. Could you imagine? And then she's there in like the resort over when Schwartz makes out with Raquel. Like that is so fucking wild. Like it's good for the show. I guess we'll see how it all pieces together. But like I said, they're profiting off real people's miseries and at least they all get paid. I hope Katie's getting a decent paycheck. She and I are talking heads like, Brock and I are throwing an epic wedding in Mexico. We're going to get fire dancers, water drums, maybe a mariachi band. But you know what we're not going to have? Katie Maloney's bitchy ass. Have we heard anything more, Sheena, than an epic wedding with a fire dancer, water drums, and a mariachi band? 
I was like, yeah, this is a Sheena Shea wedding. The only thing that I want to know is, it, does she make the guests clean up afterwards like she did with the first wedding? Remember that? The next we're like, we got to clean up. We got to be out of here by noon. And everybody's like drunken, like throwing trash. Like that was so wild. Sheena goes, Katie makes me feel bad about myself. And I'm still willing to just get over it and be peaceful. But she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> I love it. Like, I'm willing to get over it. But she's a horrible person. And you know what? Because you've been on the receiving... She's a fucking bitch. And you know it because you've been on the receiving end of it, Lala. And Lala's like, where it's getting lost, yo, is you're saying you have empathy for her and her divorce, but then you're trying to facilitate some sort of intimacy between your best friend, Rachel, and Tom Schwartz. Lala makes a lot of sense there. Sheena goes, it was cheeky, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And Schwartz even said the other day, he goes, if Rachel and I do end up making out, it's because Katie drove me to do it. And Lala goes, oh my God. Schwartz is such a Schwartz, man. That's such a Schwartz. Like, if Rachel and I do end up making up, it's Katie's fault. Pretzel logic once again. Yeah, yeah, it's Katie's fault. You drove me to Rachel by being displeased by Sheena wanting me to make out with Rachel. And also, I love Sheena's idea of a joke. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Kiss your ass. You know, like, like kiss, make out with Schwartz. You know, funny comedy like that. We jump back over to the canyon hike with Katie and Charlie. Katie's like, are you going to be able to come to Vegas or Havasu? Can you get off work? And Charlie's like, I want to go, but I have an audition on Tuesday. It's Gwen Stefani's new makeup brand. So, and then Charlie's like, but after my audition, yeah. Uh, who's all going? Everyone but Sheena? And Katie's like, yeah. You're going to let Rachel go? And Katie's like, yeah. I mean, the production must have made her let Rachel go. Because even like, I was like, that's way, that way too nice for Katie to do something like that. Especially after what Rachel has said these past couple of episodes. Now, Katie loses me here a little bit just because it's been a while since I've used Zoolander as any kind of explanation for um, anything going on in my life. But Katie really goes to town on this. She's like, it's like in Zoolander. You can't blame Derek Zoolander for trying to kill the prime minister of Malaysia because it's Mugatu who brainwashed him. Rachel is Derek Zoolander and Sheena is Mugatu and she needs to be taken out. I mean, my God, am I going to have to rewatch Zoolander just to understand Vanderpump rules this season? Katie says, we're just becoming friends and I really like Rachel. So I'm giving her an opportunity. Oh, God, hell, these people, they didn't even know. We'll get back to this conversation in just one second. But I wanted to talk about our sponsor this week. This week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, let's see. They, they want you to talk about a time that I learned something new about myself and what that experience was for me and how that changed my life. And uh, in regards to therapy, it is interesting. It's been uh, my experiences with therapy is learning that I can have confidence in myself. If you listen to this podcast, you know I struggle with that. And it's one of those things that it was so ingrained into me at a young age. Um, I don't necessarily know why, but it's that thing of, of spending the last uh, decade trying to uh, trying to erase all of those feelings or understand them. And, and, and in therapy, it was really interesting to learn that, you know, these little things that you can do that kind of start chipping away at the lies that you potentially tell yourself when you're younger. And through that process, you can slowly build confidence. Uh, it, but it, it, the frustrating part that is it, it takes a long time. It feels like a glacial pace, but it's one, one of those things that I constantly have to work on. And I learned that in therapy. Uh, getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing, right? Um, the last four years for all of us have been such a growth experience because we were at a standstill for 
a couple years. And it was a real time where, you know, we should have been taking a hard, long look at ourselves, but everything was so wild in the world that maybe we didn't, you know, and it was like this weird stunting of our growths in some ways. So now coming out or trying to come out on the other side of this, you know, we continue the journey and trying to figure out who we are as people. Now, therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and your understanding of yourself, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. So BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Um, this is something that has benefited me multiple occasions in my life. Um, after I was separated, after I got divorced, um, it has helped me at different times in my life where I needed something like, you know, how many th I've got comp, I've got self-confidence workbooks that I've been recommended from therapists where I actually had to do homework about building self-confidence. I know that might sound funny to some of you guys, but it actually really did help. Um, it really helped go. This is a problem I'm working on. What are the steps to actually try to work on this problem? And are we seeing any improvement? And you can only notice that after a longer period of time. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just got to fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoBad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SoBad. I'm going to put all of this information in the show notes as well. And listen, Tom and Tom, the Toms, Tom Tom, if you're listening to this, I... Uh, I please use my my product code. Please just go see somebody. It'll be on me. But I think now is the time to journey into self-discovery about why you guys act the way you do. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. But with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80 less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. 
On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Just right there, just devil in disguise. Sandoval's a devil, an even better devil in disguise. So I'm giving her an opportunity to prove this isn't indicative of who she is. But like Sheena, that's exactly who she is. And so like I'm rebuilding my life in ways where I don't want to bring this into it. This is the thing. They have not liked Sheena from the beginning. And like it, this is 10 seasons of this. So yeah, they should have had their guard up more for this Raquel Rachel character. But Sheena, it's like easy to write Sheena off when bad things happen because bad things have happened on both sides for 10 seasons. We're back at this uh, clothing store with Ariana and uh, Rachel and they're trying on swimsuits. And uh, this is a weird, the employee's like, do you want to try on any suits? And Ariana's like, no, not today. I'm bleeding. And the employee's like, oh yeah, you have to be in the mood. And Ariana's like, yeah, it's not one of those. What kind of employees like you got to be in the mood when somebody says they're bleeding? Like maybe you just got to be not bleeding. Like anyways, it's a girl thing. It's like actually Juliana wrote. It's a girl thing. Sorry, you guys. There are certain things as being a dude, being the bro that I am just all man that I I didn't get that. Anyways, Rachel comes out of the dressing room in an orange bikini with a a bandow top. What is it? Bando? What is a bando? What the fuck is a bando top? A bandow? A bando top? What is a bando top? What are you girls wearing? A band-aid? A band-aid? A bando top and string bottoms? I also will say this. I don't find... Raquel's face, Rachel's face, doesn't seem fully formed yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't, like... I tr- <laughs> I'm not... Like, obvious... Uh, like, there's... You know, like, sometimes if you look at her at one angle, there's like a mo... Not a... Like, I see different things every angle, if that makes sense. Like, does she have a big nose or does she have a tiny nose? Like, I've seen both. It's hard to explain. The makeup sometimes, like, cuts off at the chin area right here. Like, the eye, one eye seems like it's looking this way and one eye seems like it's looking that way. It's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Ariana's like, wow, girl, those bottoms, those are cute. 
And uh, we travel now over to Villa Rosa to Lisa's, where the white and black swans, Hanky, they're swimming. And they we find Lisa lying on the floor with her grandson, Teddy. And I have to say, this we're another, you know, I'm going to, you know, this is another to show you how much of a man I am. Anybody check out Lisa's cleavage on this? Huh? Huh? High five, right? Wow. High five. I mean, there's an ample bosom there, you know, and uh, I hope that's all right to say. And the kid is really cute, Pandora's son. And Lisa's like, listen, he's only here for a little bit, Kin, because Pandy is going to come back and get him. So we've got to make the most of it, okay? Let's see you crawling. Come on. And Lisa's like, oh, you're so clever, Teddy. And Kin's like, oh, I've seen him crawl before. Lisa and her talking head's like, I absolutely worship the ground that this baby's ever walked on. I'm loving having a grandchild. I make no bones about it. Being a proud grandmother. And she's like, it's time for your nap, Teddy. Say goodbye to your granddaddy. And Kin's like, boy, hey, say bye-bye. I'll knock your spark out. Remember when he told D. James Kennedy, DJ James Kennedy a drunk DJ James Kennedy's like, Ken, no! And he's like, get out of here, I'll knock your spock out. <laughs> Goodbye, Teddy. <laughs> Lisa goes, so clever. Should we cut him in for 5% of Tom Tom? And uh, Lisa's like, should we have a cup of tea together? And Ken's like, yeah. And Lisa's like, let me just put him in his cot. Lisa and her talking head goes, I say... You've done a stinky. It's not for Nanny Pinky. Keep it in your tummy and save it for your mummy. <laughs> so basically, I don't have to change his poopy diapers. Just Ken's. <laughs> Lisa goes, he's so beautiful, isn't he, Ken? Right. He's such a good baby. I'm an obsessive personality. And Ken goes, no, are you? I haven't noticed. Well, clearly, last night I went to Tom Tom and they were there. And I said, hey, boys, sit down. Let's have a drink. And I'm seriously worried about the situation. Now we head on over to uh, Scumbag and Cheaters. Schwartz and Sandy, sorry. General Manager Brett, who was there tonight, seems like a nice guy. And Brett's like, hey, did you see that punch list of all the things we got to do today? And Schwartz and Sandoval are like, yeah, yuff. Uh, of all the work that we need to get us ready to open, all of this is moot without the menu and the drink program ready to go. And Scandaball's like, okay. We fly back over to Lisa. And she's like, the whole thing is a fiasco. And they're at odds with their partner, with Greg. And Ken's like, why can't they buy Greg out? And he's like, where are they going to get the money from? How much is it? Well, I think they said it's between 200000 and 300000 And Ken's like, well, I'd like to help them. How? How can we help them, Ken? What are we going to do? Buy him out? We don't want to be involved in another restaurant. I also don't want 30% restaurant with them at the helm. In a talking head, she goes, I want to help the boys, but I don't want to be partners with them. This isn't my venue. This isn't my decor. <laughs> Her decor is Nicolaine. Oh, Nicolaine, what you're doing is magical. Your steampunkness. Oh, a clock with little steampunk arrows. Nicolaine, ladies and gentlemen. She goes, what am I going to end up in a combative situation with the Toms or Greg? Why am I going to get into bed with a man I really don't know? I mean, I haven't done that in years. I love Lisa's double entendres, you know, like, ah, oh, I'm not going to be having an orgy with those boys. <laughs> Lisa goes, somehow we need to help them. You know, Lisa, I, I did think about this of like help them like financially. Sure. Lisa, how you could have helped them potentially is maybe taught them how to run a fucking business. 
Like you seem like you set them. Like he keeps like I I set them out in the world with no knowledge. Like you literally shit over them every chance you get. Greg shits on them, and now we all shit on them. But like my God, like you now need to invest in something. Why Why didn't you just like take them in on the process of how to do half of this shit so you don't have to save them? Ken's like, well, let's go over there first and see what state the place is in and see how far behind they are. Well, it's almost like stepping on Greg's toes, Ken. How can we go into the premises with him being there, Greg, and say, well, you need to do this and that. I mean, the guy is a restaurant operator. He knows what he's doing. Well, let's have a look. He says it's not ready, so it's going to be another four weeks, and they're paying the rent. And Ken goes, well, he's got nothing to lose then, does he? We now cut over to James and Allie heading to Madre Restaurant, and uh, they're getting seated. James has a, a flower bouquet for his mom, and uh, I love these little things because they're like, oh my God, that is so nice. And I just like, yeah, it's really nice, man. Like, maybe don't drink, though. <laughs> like, you know what else is cool? You know what's like a big, you know what's like two dozen flowers? Staying sober for your mom. Like, the flowers are nice. Like, it's a really nice touch, but it's a touch. Uh, so uh, James is ordering a drink, um, but, they're, you know, James is like, yeah, I don't really drink alcohol around my mom. Even though she knows I'm drinking again, I like to keep it, like, respectful. And Allie's like, yeah, for sure. James in a talking head's like, my mom hasn't seen me drink in, like, two and a half years. We get a flashback to 2019, an emotional scene with James' mom hugging him and saying... You don't have to drink again, and you will have the most amazing life, and your kids will never have to see you drunk. And it's, like, painful to watch that and then come back to this, and James is like, she's still not going to see me drink in front of her because I respect the fact that she's sober now, going on close to four years, which is amazing. I don't think my mom's ever going to drink again, so, like, whenever I go sober again, I'll meet her up in sober life. But right now, uh, no. <laughs> they should have added a fart sound. No. <laughs> Uh, the mom comes in, it's like, hello. And James is like, mama. Allie gets up and hugs her and goes, you look so pretty. I love your hair. And James is like, oh, I got flowers for you. And Jacqueline's like, thank you. They're beautiful. This is a treat. What's going on? You guys, I remember like four or five years ago when uh, DJ James Kennedy's mom was not sober. And I was at Sir one night, uh, like a Saturday night. And it was wild because she was like, if you've been to Sir, it's like such a tiny, tiny dance floor. Like it's not even a dance floor. It's just the space in front of the DJ booth and people jam in there. And James's mom, like, danced right in front of James. And James kept, like, touching her hand. And, like, I, you know, I just kept thinking, like, I could never see my mom. Unless a Michael Bolton song came on, I just couldn't see her on the dance floor in that way. But if that Michael Bolton, it, that by the way, Michael Bolton is playing the Hollywood Bowl this season. And um, I'm hoping that my mom is going to feel good enough to go to that. Because I, I took my mom to Michael Bolton when, like, my dad didn't want to take her one time. So I took her. And, like, it's like watching this girl. She, like, turns 16 all of a sudden. She's, like, throwing panties at Michael Bolton. It's like a whole thing. Um, so... You know, uh, Jacqueline's like, what's going on? James like, not much in a whole lot. Been DJing a lot. It's sir. Been DJing at my new residency on Sunset. Been a bit awkward because Raquel works at sir still. She's working a lot. And Jacqueline's like, have you met Raquel, Allie? They went off and had a conversation while I was DJing. And Allie's like, we chatted for a while. <laughs> and Jacqueline's like, but it wasn't like an interrogation or anything like that, right? And, you know, we know at the Canyon Club... 
uh, Raquel, you know, said about, you know, Lala and James sleeping together. And Allie's like, I mean, kind of. I think she was just trying to understand it all, too. And Jacqueline's like, I mean, when something's done, what are you waiting for? It's done. And Allie's like, yeah. And Jacqueline's like, you met organically, which is another thing that I absolutely love. Like, a family member didn't drag you to pump to go meet a DJ. That, to me, is not organic. And Allie's like, oh, is that how they met? And James is like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And Jacqueline's like, it's not organic. Allie in a talking head, uh, the producer goes, hey, can you tell me how you and James met? And Allie's like, well, my friend Zach dragged me to Agora Hills for James's show. And um, the rest is history. <laughs> uh, I do want to let you know, though, Zach is Zachary Reality, who was on uh, Tuesday's episode of So Bad It's Good this week. So if you want to hear firsthand how they met and all of that stuff, he tells it on the podcast. So Jacqueline goes, um, have you spoken to Peter, uh, Peter Madrigal? By the way, prayers out for Peter Madrigal. He has the toughest job this week of deciding if Rachel makes the, the schedule this week. He's like, we need a we need a Saturday shift. Uh, can Rachel? By the way, Rachel only works during um, filming, I believe. And when the show airs, they're supposed to come in and like be around here and there. But I think that's out. But can you imagine Peter making the schedule? And he's like, oh, Rachel's fucked me again. First off, she wouldn't fuck me, and now she's fucked me with the schedule. And uh, we have a year ago where... Oh, sorry, but they didn't even meet Peter Magical. They met their family friend, Peter, um, who we've seen on the show before. And we flash back to a year ago when Peter is telling James, as addicts, there's never really a still moment. When we stop doing one thing, sometimes unnoticeably, it comes out in different areas. Matthew Perry in his book, you guys, which was really good in some ways... He said, you know, the alcohol demon or your demon is always there, ready to pounce. He's there doing, he said, he's there doing one-armed push-ups, waiting for you to slip. And I thought that was such a dark way to look at it, but something that is so visceral when you think about it, of like, your addiction is waiting for you to slip, to be able to come back out in full force. And it's interesting because DJ James Kennedy keeps telling us like, no, it's it's just, you know, I want to have a drink on a veranda. I love wine. I'd like to enjoy a glass, a little glass of sparkling, sparkling bubbly with a, a cute girl. But the amount of times alcohol gets brought up with DJ James Kennedy's in these scenes, it kind of does startle you a little bit. Like, you know, if you're having a drink here or there, you don't talk about it, but it does seem to be really prevalent in all of his scenes. So Jacqueline goes, well, do you think that's wise? And James is like, what do you mean that you're drinking again? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. And a talking head goes, no, it's not wise. You know, if I was a wise old man, fucking Mr. Yoda, I'd probably be not drinking and move to fucking Budapest and be a monk for the rest of my fucking life if I was wise, but I'm not. Jacqueline goes, I'm not going to come at you for making the decision, but you have to really proceed with caution. It's a dangerous game. And I don't even know that you have experienced him like this to Allie. And Allie goes, yeah, we've had maybe a, a couple of nights. Allie in a talking head. This made me so sad, you guys. She goes, when I first met James, he was sober. And to be honest, it was probably my favorite thing about him. I just thought that was really cool and like mature. And then about a month later, he told me that he had his first drink on his birthday in Vegas which I didn't even know about. And I was sleeping in the room with him. So like, did I even know him sober? Allie says a couple of things that is so alarming. And you know what I'm saying? Like she said a couple of things in these talking heads where I'm like, do you realize the words that are coming out of your mouth? Like, I don't even know if I knew him sober. Like there's a chance I think that he wasn't sober when he said he was sober to begin with. And then what would like, she was sleeping and he had a drink in the room and didn't tell her 
like that's wild. It wasn't even like I want to have a glass of wine and enjoy it with Allie. It was like I was drinking alone in my hotel room. That's how it reads here. And it really worried me. It made me really sad. Um, not Ariana level sad, but sad. Jacqueline goes, just be mindful. It's a slippery slope. And James is like, I think it's made us stronger. And it's not like it's an ultimatum situation where I'm leaving you if you start drinking. And Jacqueline's like, no, you're a different person. It's your journey. And only you're going to know what's good for you and what's right or wrong. So I'm not going to preach to you like, you know, you're a teenager. And James is like, I do hear you. I do hear you. I do. And James, Allie's like, yes. And James is like, Jesus. And Jacqueline's like, no, Jesus. I do got to say this though. Our moms love us so much, and especially uh, when it's when it's a son. And you know, I know uh, obviously mothers love their daughters too, but I mean, it's c- the kind of love that's like sometimes bad. And the fact that our moms aren't smacking the shit out of us. I kept thinking about that scene last week where Sandoval was talking about his mom, and he was like, "She's just awesome. She's the firefighter, and she does all this stuff, and she invested in Schwartz and Sandys and her hands. She has big Mickey Rourke." type hands. And I was like, she should have taken one of those Mickey Rourke type hands and smacked the shit out of you. Like, like that's like, I told my mom jokingly, like a month ago, we were talking about those Idaho killer thing. I said, mom, if you ever suspect me of murder, just beat the shit out of me and turn me in. Like, don't, don't protect me. Turn me in. Like these moms love us so much. They're like in this moment, Jacqueline knows that this will not end well. We all kind of know this won't end well. And Jacqueline loves her son so much. And she's like being like, okay, it is your choice. But sometimes I just like, like listen, even Garcelle's son, Oliver, who pops up in Vegas, like obviously cheating on his, uh, he says he's separated, but he's not, you know, he's just seeing a better life for himself, a life where he's like on TV and doing cool things and fucking a bunch of women. Like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, family's out. This is way cooler. Like, that's when I feel like mom should smack the shit out of their sons and be like, dude, this is not how I raised you. It's evening and we head over to scumbag and, Scumbags and Cheaters and the camera pans to crap lane everywhere and it's in disarray. And Schwartz is like, hey, Lisa, what's up, Ken? Hey, literally wanted to go to dinner, but wanted to come by and see you guys first. Come in. So uh, what's Scumdeval doing and Schwartz is like, um, he's talking to Andrew outside, but this is the last booth that we had a problem with. This is our fabric. Want to see it? And he's like, of course. And then we see like a large, what looks like just poop brown roll of material with uh, some fern and foliage on it. And Schwartz is like, check it out. Isn't that cool? And Ken's like, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. And Lisa's like, you've got a lot of patterns going on in here. I know. When the lights are lit, it kind of all... <laughs> Sorry, I started going into Lisa. I know, when the lights are lit, it all kind of works together. When the lights are dim, you see the patterns. The camera flashes to several areas of the restaurant with a different pattern in each place. And Lisa's like, I know, it looked great the night of the Daily Mail party. We flash back to that Daily Mail party where Schwartz is like, I've been, I, I've been dreaming about this moment, Lisa, when you say, I'm proud of you. And Lisa's like, I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. I feel like these guys dreamed a lot of moments instead of potentially just working. And then these moments happen naturally, you know, I think, you know, I mean, we all have lights in our eyes and stars in our eyes and we want these things, but it's, it seems like, and now, you know, it seems like Scandaval also had so much going on 
which is funny because now you think about Schwartz going like, he's been with this band nonstop. It's taken up so much time when it's like, man, maybe he was busy doing other shit too. And uh, maybe his head wasn't in this like it should have been. Uh, only time will tell. But I mean, here's the other thing. We are, we're, we're such a weird society now where maybe this is just going to catapult Schwartz and Sandys to a really successful run. You know, like who knows? It, it Like I said, I was there tonight. It looked, it wasn't busy, busy, but it was, you know, for like I was there 630 to 830 and it was decent, you know. Um, so Scandival comes in and uh, they're talking and uh, saying like the girls are going to Vegas and Schwartz is like, we should do a guy's night out. And Sandoval's like, we should. And I was like, maybe not. Maybe just work on the bar. <laughs> like maybe just work. <laughs> and Schwartz is like, I don't need a guy's night, I guess. And Lisa's like, this is your guy's night. Listen, I'm here because I want to help you guys. And Ken and I have really discussed it a lot. And if you want, we don't want it. You can have your investment back. This is what I told you guys last week before I knew any of this shit. I was worried that they were going to try to give back their money and take away their 5%. And this is what they do. But they said they could buy back within a year. So remember that uh, each of these guys gave $50,000 for 5% each of TomTom. And uh, they were excited about it at the time. And Lisa's like, yeah, we'll give you the option to buy back within a year. And Ken's like, what she means, if you become desperate and you need to buy him out or whatever, the money's there. So they could buy Greg out. But I'm like, $100,000? I don't. I think it would take a lot more than that. Um Scandaball and a talking head goes, I feel like after four years of working at TomTom Tom and putting in a good amount of what I would say sweat equity to be offered just like our initial investment back, it doesn't seem quite fair. And I will say I agree with Scumdeval right here in the fact that like those guys were always there taking pictures, like who knows what they were doing in terms of actual work work. I really don't know how that place operated. But I do know, like, Max was their GM who was on the show. And, like, I don't know. But they did put a lot of work. So my other question was, and maybe one of the audience can, like, did they also get paid a salary for doing all of that? I also want to know what their investor dividends look like, how much money they've received back from that 5% uh, each. And uh, Schwartz is like, I mean, that's actually comforting. I don't want to do that. I'm not desperate. But this is, like, a last resort. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Schmutzabal says, but we're getting to a point where we have to explore all options. And Lisa's like, I'm just saying right now, if you're really, really totally fucked, that's an option. I hope there's another way to work it out, but know that it's there. I think this is just sneaky because helping somebody out is like, we'll loan you this money and we won't touch your investment in TomTom and then you can pay us back within a year. Like there's other options that kind of seemed just sneaky in a way to me and it was what I was afraid of, of like, let's get these fuckers out of TomTom, you know? We're over at Ariana's house because uh, it is her house and her and uh, Cheaterval are in the bedroom and they're talking to their other dog, Maya. They just got a, a little bit ago. And uh, Ariana's like, are you sad I'm leaving? Are you sad? And then are you sad I'm leaving to Cheater of all? And he's like, so where is Lake Havathu? And Ariana's like, okay, so we fly into Vegas. We're spending the night in Vegas. I'm so jealous. And then we're going to drive from Vegas to the house and we're staying at uh, Lake Havasu. And it's like a two and a half hour drive. My God, did any of you other guys out there go, oh my God, thank God Raquel's going on this trip? Because I was like, oh my God, imagine Raquel didn't go and they just had like a bone fest at the house. 
Anyways, um, Ariana's like, okay, Charlotte's medication, you might have to get it refilled. This is Ariana's dog. And uh, Snake of All goes, uh, why don't we just refill it like now? And Ariana's like, oh, you mean so I do it? This is what I'm saying. Now everything he does is under a microscope because you're like, you bastard couldn't even go get a, you had to, you couldn't even go get a prescription. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Ariana and her talking head goes, okay. You've heard of soulmates. So Charlotte is my soul dog. She's my Pokemon, my ride or die. They've been in a relationship together for 18 years. So obviously a lot longer than me and Tom. She had a seizure last night. So we took her to the vet as precaution. And my mom's going to go to Vegas. And so mom's going to go to Vegas and dad's going to be on doggy duty. And then I was like, man, I just got really like, did, and, and like things don't work out for Charlotte. And I'm like, I mean, I hate it. I was like, did Tom get the medication? Like, that was what I kept thinking. Did Tom do what he was supposed to do? And uh, so Suck of All goes, Maya, will you fill Charlotte's prescription? And I'm like, no, you you do it. Maya can't drive a car. It's a dog, dummy. We're over at Katie's now. And Christina Kelly, who has been on the show multiple times over the, the seasons, and I believe they brought her in to, uh, she is friends with Katie, but I believe they brought her in so Katie could have somebody to do scenes with because everybody else is insane. And Christina's like, well, what's that knitwear that's in there? And Katie's like, well, this is just a crochet thing. I don't know. I just need options. Lisa's going to be in Vegas. And Christina's like, I've never been to her place. And Katie's like, it's probably my favorite of all the restaurants. And Christina's Christina's like, really? And Katie's like, yeah, I can't wait. This last week has been, and Christina's like, girl, I know. And Katie's like, when I went up and met up with our Ariana and Rachel, Rachel was like, I have to confess something to you. I went up to Tom Schwartz and I asked him if he wanted to make out. And Christina Kelly, like a lot of us, her jaw drops. And Katie's like, well, she took responsibility for it. She owned that. You know, I did ask her how much of this has been coming from you or how much was it planted in your head by someone else? And she's like, well, like Sheena definitely put the bug in my ear. We keep blaming Sheena when the problem is right in front of us. Christina goes... You're gonna you're giving Sheena more credit than like is due. Christina nailed it. Christina in a talking head goes, I feel like I'm the only one who isn't falling for Rachel's sweet, innocent act. Like people walk around treating her like a little baby, and like that's an insult to babies. Which by the way, I think Christina's about to give birth to her baby, but this is dead on right. And it's what I've been saying too, is that like I've seen people walk around and take care of this girl for the last couple of years, take them under, like take her under their wing and treat her like she doesn't know which end is up. And in a lot of ways, I think that's true. But this is what I'm saying. Like at a certain point, you got to let people figure it out for themselves. And I think in a way that none of that group wants to talk to uh, Rachel right now. And I wouldn't imagine for a long, long time um, is that she's going to have to figure it out for herself. And I hope schmuck of all doesn't, uh, get in there and try to tell her everything to do like he potentially has been doing. Um, and she gets to actually figure things out for herself. And it just feels like she's never done that. Even when she was talking about DJ James Kennedy's relationship, remember she said he paid, he paid for everything. I just did what he told me. She seems to like to be told what to do. Well, girl, now it's time to figure it out for yourself. Christina goes, well, this is the biggest benefit of the doubt that you can have. And Katie's like, I know, I get it. Like, trust me, I can make decisions for myself. We're over at Rachel's apartment and Lala arrives with her luggage, luggage, uh, luggage. And Lala's like, Rachel, <laughs> and Lala is like, Ariana said, you guys call your place, the tree house. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, because when I left Randall, I went to, 
I got a place and I called it the treehouse. And it was the first time I felt safe in the longest time because both of us left what we were used to. And this is Lala where she's like, fuck, I guess I have to film with Raquel. So I'm going to really like open up to her. So this was a very nice moment from Lala. I'm like, girl, we're the same. Which now I bet Lala watched that scene. She's like, fuck her. Pop, pop, pop. Uh, Raquel's like, yeah. And Lala's like, um, and came to new places to call home and you call it the treehouse. I know I'm so happy for you. They hug. And Lala's like, this is amazing. And, uh, Lala goes, do you feel like when you think of your relationship with, um, DJ James Kennedy, like you miss the friendship above all else. And Raquel's like, yeah, that's a really good way to put it actually. And I was like, I love that Raquel potentially heard that thought for the first time. That is such a basic, normal relationship thought when you're getting out of a relationship and people will be like, do you miss him? Like, no, but I miss my friend. Like, I love the thought that Raquel like just heard that from Lala for the first time of like, wow, that's an amazing way to put it. It just shows you like, I'm like, what kind of self-reflection is Raquel doing? Like, I just, once again, I'm like, what thoughts are going in that head? Who's like, it seems like every thought that is in that head is put there by somebody else. I want to know her thoughts. Um, uh, that's the other thing I too wanted to mention too, really quick. When she put that statement that I talked about earlier about like, I care for Tom, but I've got to figure it out. Like now we're potentially in a situation where schmuck of all is going to have to try to win Raquel back of like, Raquel, we're meant to be together. Don't do this right now. We need each other. We can lean on each other. Like, it's like, dude, you've got to mourn the loss of your relationship that you fucked up first before. And it's like now that we're in this position of him potentially trying to win back Raquel, like gross. Like that dude's probably working overtime. You thought that guy wasn't sleeping before. Anyways, Lala goes, Randall and I fought all the time. Like my mom said to me the other day, I don't remember one time I came out there that you guys weren't fighting with each other, which just goes to show you guys don't pay attention to social media. Don't pay attention to these shows. Everybody has problems, period. Lala, uh, Rachel goes, I feel like when you're in it, you're so emotionally invested that you can't really see things for what they are. And Lala goes, well, it becomes this very strange feeling of like, you're mind fucking me. Why am I not doing anything about it? Let's have a baby, I guess. And Raquel's like, no, that's like the worst thing to do. I mean, no offense. Lala goes, no, I, I don't take that personally because, you know, I, she's supposed to be here, my baby. And Raquel's like, ah, <laughs> can I steal your baby? Uh, Lala goes, you know, it's that silver lining of it all, you know, and, and if I don't think of it that way, I'm going to be in a hole. She gets choked up. Rachel hugs Lala and goes, it's okay. She's meant to be here. You're meant to have her. She's your baby. Like she's your angel. And Lala's like, I consider myself a pretty smart person, but how did I get here? Like, how is this my life at 31? And Raquel's like, it's so hard to heal when you're in all these legal battles. I don't know, Rachel. That's an interesting line. Is it hard to heal when you're in all these legal battles? Yet you're in a legal battle right now. Lala goes, it's constant. I feel like you're my therapist today. I'm getting buck wild on this trip. Here we go. Shock jock Lala. And Raquel's like, yeah, I may even make out with someone. Maybe. And Raquel goes, hopefully there's enough men to go around because I'm going to wear a mattress on my back. (laughs) She didn't say that part, but (laughs) I'm going to get my fuck on. Uh, And she goes, because I feel like it's slim pickings these days. 
Like, yeah, it must be Slim Pickens where you're picking other people's dudes. And Lala goes, well, I don't think we have the same taste in men. And then the editors do a flashback troll where it's Lala and James kissing and then James and Raquel kissing. And Raquel's like, no. And Lala goes, but I haven't had sex with a new person in years. What does that mean? She's had sex with all our old people? And Raquel's like, you haven't had sex with anybody post-Randall? And uh, Lala's like, well, I did fuck a pickleball racket. No, Lala goes, I haven't had sex since I conceived Ocean. That was in 2020. Lala on the talking head gets gangster. She's like, our sex life really declined once I got sober. He made a comment to my assistant. Lala used to be so kinky, fun, and sexy, but then she got sober. So far as my intimate partner, partner, it's been me and my vibrator. That is a, a shitty thing to say, which reminds me, though, do you remember uh, Sheena when she was with Mike Shea and Mike Shea was trying to, to not drink and they were in Azusa having a pool party and Sheena's like, Sheena was just like, everybody drink up except for Shea. He can't drink anymore, loser. He didn't say he's loser, but you know. Um, and Raquel's like, we need to be on a mission to get you somebody worthy enough for you to spread your legs. May I suggest Tom Sandoval? The ladies are all arriving at the airport. They're at Burbank Airport, my favorite airport because it's easy to get to. And uh, But I like that they're walking through. They're all gangster style. And Katie's like, I just want to have fun and let loose with my girlfriends. And then she goes, and Raquel. They fly up to Vegas. They check into the Paris Hotel. We see that Lisa Vanderpump is on the hotel keys at the Paris Hotel. Which, you know, Lisa was like, oh, my my nipples are hard. So exciting. And she's on the wall of the building. It's the whole kitten caboodle. They're uh, shown to a beautiful multi-room suite with a kitchenette and featuring a view of the Eiffel Tower. Not the, you know, the Vegas Eiffel Tower. Katie in the talking head goes, I like to get a little bougie when I travel. Me too, Katie. Sometimes I'll be like, fuck it. I'm doing a day's in. I, I deserve it. You know, I, I treat myself. She's like, this is palatial. Thank God we have Lisa as our fairy godmother because we really hooked it up. It's huge. I do wonder if Lisa was like, I'll give it to you for 50% off. Venmo me. You know, Lisa gets free rooms and then charges like cast members rates. Lala goes, all right. So I think we uh, lounge, we get ready and we have dinner at Vanderpump in Paris. And Christina's like, I'm excited. I've never been. So we get right into the Vanderpump Paris restaurant and we see all the beautiful decor featuring extraordinary light fixtures, flower arrangements, a red liqueur base baby grand piano. It's like weird taste just threw up over this place and all those touches. They're so Lisa. And, um, Lisa is meeting with Nick Lane, Nick Lane. Um, they're attaching these necklaces that look like diamonds to ribbons around the necks of dog statues. <laughs> what I'd like here, some sort of dog statue that I could put a necklace that looks like diamonds, but is also red. Of course. Um, Lisa goes, the thing that really pisses me off is that this is the third time we've done it, Nicolaine. We've got to come up with something else because as soon as I put them on, people think they're real jewelry because they come and take them. And really, downtown I get them. They cost nothing, but we've got to epoxy them on or something. Like, so we can just put it to his chest like this. It just looks so sexy. It looks very French. I, I did want to say this, is that like Lisa's cavalier attitude towards cheating I hate to put this out here, but what's going on with Nicolaine and Lisa? We've now seen Nicolaine open up. He's like, me and Nicolaine, oh, designer to the stars. And I've seen, like, Nick, it's fine. Like, I'm never, like, it's like, okay, cool, man. It's like steampunky, a lot of metal. I get it, you know. I'm like, cool. But, like, Lisa's got, like, a bone. Like, she's got a boner squad for Nicolaine. And I'm just like, I, if I was Ken, I'd be like, I'm not going to spark out Nicolaine. You stay away from her. 
But I, I know they're all good friends, but I don't trust this Nicolane as far as I could throw them uh, at a bunch of metal steampunk stuff, you know? Up in the girls' suite, they're getting ready for the evening. And um, they they come into uh, Raquel's room, and they're like, hey, we got a surprise for you. Uh, and they open a suitcase on the floor, and among some clothes, there is a man lying there. Not a real man, don't worry. It's a paper mache man. And Raquel's like, oh, my God. And Christina's like, did you see it? And Raquel bends over to look closer. She's like, oh, my God, what is this? And we see a screen side by side of Schwartz and like a green pants, white tee combo. By the way, I do like uh, I like how Schwartz um, I like how Schwartz dresses bad. Like back in the day, remember when he wore that uh, Bubba dress like for the pool? And then I went out and got a Bubba dress and I have picture, you know, I like that, man. I like wearing a Bubba dress when I'm like sunning. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's like those like $9 dresses you get at like Kmart and stuff. And they have like weird outlines of fishes and things. I'll find that picture and put it on my Instagram, I think, tomorrow. But anyways, they made a uh, pinata of Tom Schwartz. And Lala's like, it's a sh- it's a Schwartz- it's a Schwartz pinata. And Christina's like, it's uncanny. And Lala goes, are you turned on, Raquel? And Raquel goes, I'm not not turned on. And Lala and Christina look at each other like, what the fuck? And Raquel goes... I'm just kidding. And Lala goes, I feel like she's not kidding. Like, there's a lot of these weird moments with Raquel where it's like, dude, you good? Are you okay? We're back in LA. We swing by um, this place, the Den Mother, known as a healing house devoted to a wiser form of wellness. James and Allie are arriving for some treatments. And they're getting a garden foot soak and massage, which runs $85 for 30 minutes or $170 for 60 minutes. The attendant's like, okay, this is coconut, cardamom, and rose. And they're like, I love DJ James Kennedy. This is probably his suggestion. Let's get, go get our feet soaked. Come on, let's do it. Let's pamper ourselves. Allie goes, the new moon is in Leo today. So this is like perfect. Get spiritually recharged. And, and he's like, uh-huh. And he winks and clicks his teeth. Uh. And James is like, I had so much fun with you. She's like, this is so cool. Well, I can tell you that I've needed this. I've been mentally beaten up by everybody. And she's like, oh, yeah? Lala's talking about how we had sex back in the day and, like, Raquel's calling me a bad person. Well, they just want to see that you're, you know, that they just want to see that you're a mess. And you're not. Thank you. You know, I met with Lisa to get tea. Yeah? She asked me about you and if I moved too quickly. What did you say? I said, no. I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to be in love. I mean, what is a problem? I mean, it's, it's a little quick for you. I get that. But also, you meet the right person when you're meant to, I think. Lisa's obviously been talking about the drinking and the stuff. And she was like, you know, well, I'm not here to tell you to stop drinking. But like, obviously, like you can tell, she's leaning towards that. Then she asked, what would you rather? You know, like a sober James or like how I am now? And Allie goes, well, I mean, yeah, I like you better when you're not drinking. But I'm not like going to tell you this is still new. You know what I mean? Yeah. And James ended up talking to us like, people need to make decisions for themselves. Now, next time I quit drinking, it'll be honestly be for me. James goes, obviously, I like Sober James too. Then also, I like having fun and going out and having a couple of drinks with friends. And Allie goes, when you're in control of it, you're fine. Right. James ended up talking to us goes, I did quit for Raquel and it wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. If Allie ever gave me an ultimatum, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I love booze. I don't. It's very healthy to give people ultimatums in relationships. Katie gave Schwartz an ultimatum to get married. Didn't last long, did it then? He's just slightly heavier living in this crappy apartment now, isn't he? And Allie goes, but there's also nothing wrong with being sober and trying that out again. I know, but there was nothing there. It was nothing there. And Allie goes, I think everyone's concerned about you. And they're like having these talks with you. 
And, well, I don't think it's very genuine and I don't think they've had time to really see. I agree. Like, Canyon Club was because of alcohol. I've been on my best behavior at Sir. See you next Tuesday. Well, I think just trust yourself. I love that James goes, Canyon Club, I was alcohol and it was bad times. Like, I love that he gives an example of just recently when he was like, that was bad. Ellie goes, I think just trust yourself, do what you want. And if you fall off the wagon or go off the rails, I'm not falling off any bloody wagon. I'm DJ James Kennedy. I'm not falling off the rails. No. Now we go back to uh, the hotel, you guys. We get to the hotel room and uh, in Vegas and we hear someone crying and it's uh, Ariana. And she's like, I just got off the phone with the vet. I have to go home. Charlotte's like, not, she's not going to come back this time. Her dog. And it's really sad. She's like, she had a breakthrough seizures last night and she seemed like she was going to be okay last night. And then they called and they basically said like, she's still having partial seizures and she's like, not mentally, like she's not going to, she's not there. And, uh, everybody's hugging her and Ariana's like, I love you guys. And, uh, Lala goes, I don't think you'll ever regret going home, but you'll regret staying. So yeah, you have to go. Yeah. There's no choice here. And Ariana crying goes, it's kind of surreal. Like she's been there for half of my life. Ariana in her talking head goes, I just can't wrap my head around what life's going to be like without her. She's like my best friend, and I just want to be with her. And this is just, that's really sad, man. I really, it's sad regardless of everything that's going on. And these little guys and girls, these little furry friends really are our best friends. And they really help us so much. And uh, it's just brutal. And like Ariana said, like this wasn't a fun season for her to film. Because her grandma die, you know, passes away as well this season, and uh, you know she wants to be there partying and whooping it up and stuff, and it's just the show is bad news, man. Um, Christina's like, maybe there'll be a miracle. Thanks, Christina. Ariana's rolling her back out of the room. Love you guys. Bye. Um, they're getting the girls are still getting ready for dinner. Um, they meet up with Terry, Terry Maloney, Katie's mom. One of my, one of, I consider Terry a friend. Terry actually listens to this podcast sometimes and I'm damn proud of that. And she always is so nice. She always like, uh, says she's praying for my mom and she's just, she reminds me a lot of my mom and like seeing her in this, uh, this little scene when she speaks, I was just like, damn, like she was really well-spoken. Like I, I stand, um, I, I stand Terry Maloney. I, I mean, it's just great. It really is great. And I just, uh, yeah. Anyways, so Katie and I talking to goes, my mom has lived uh, in Vegas for nine or 10 years and we've always been really, really close. We see a montage of pictures of Katie and her mom. So of course I'm going to invite her to dinner because I'm like a really amazing daughter and I know a bitch loves a martini. Hell yeah. My drink as well. Maybe I could date. Uh, <laughs> the girls are seated at their table and are surmising their surroundings. And Lala's like, I feel like all of her restaurants, they all look very different, but they all complement each other. And they're all obviously stunning. I like that the cast kind of has to kiss Lisa Vanderpump's ass still to this day. And Terry's like, look how pretty you girls all look. One of the greatest mom things you can say. And Katie's like, well, we're going to disco pussy tonight. And Terry's like, to what? Disco pussy. And I was like, we would love to have you. How, D- Lala, you leave Terry Maloney out of this. You do not make Terry Maloney filthy like you and your potty mouth. Period. You just, and, and Katie, how dare you say disco pussy to your mom twice? How dare you? That is filthy language. And I just, and Terry doesn't deserve that at all. 
they give a, a splash of sexy music right now, you guys. And we hear a man say, hi, I'm Oliver. I'll be taking care of you guys tonight. And Lala licks her lips in slow motion. And Oliver goes, you guys want to start with some drinks? Get this party started. And Katie's like, Chanel number five. And Oliver goes, oh, you guys already know. Okay. 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 Rachel and Lala are mouthing, he's hot, across the table to each other. And Raquel goes, I'm vodka. And Oliver goes, I have one that comes on a platter with the golden crown. It's pretty serious. Just like the my relationship where I'm actually still in, even though I say I'm separated. I'm Garcelle's son. And Raquel's like, what's your name again? And Garcelle's son goes, Oliver. And Lala goes, you've met Garcelle before, Bouvet. And Raquel's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's her son. Oh, no way. They give us a gift of a lovely photo of Oliver and Garcelle on screen. And Raquel goes, do you live in Vegas? And Oliver's like, I do. I've been here since about 2018. Nice, cool. Yeah, it's cool. We're going to have a good time tonight. Let me go get those drinks. And I'll grab you guys' menus as well. And Christina's like, I love him. And Lala's like, like, that is my type of man. And I'm like, yeah, Lala, of course. Like, totally. Like, R- Randall and Oliver. Like, that is, like, you do have a type. She's like, with a face like that, I'll let you do whatever you want. Lala on a talking head goes, when I first met Oliver at the Vanderpump Paris opening, the last thing on my mind was finding a dude to take to my room and hook up with. But lately, I'm feeling bad for my vagina. And I can hear her calling to me, begging me to allow someone to bust it wide open. Lala, what the fuck? In Terry Maloney's scene, you do a talking head like this? And also, what is what do you think Lala's vagina sounds like? Hey, it's me, Lala's vagina. Call me little Lala. Hey, Lala, could you have somebody bust me open tonight, please? <laughs> please? I'm lonely since 2020. Please? That Randall was ugly. Give me somebody good looking to bust me wide open. Lisa stops by the table. Hello, darling. Oh, Terry, it's so good to see you. And she's like, it's nice to see you, too. How are you, girls? Where's Ariana? Well, she had to hop on a flight back home because Charlotte went to the vet yesterday. She's having seizures. The vet called her and said it's not promising, and she's not sure that she's going to make it, you know, but it's okay. And Lisa's like, oh, God, that's never good. Meanwhile, we have uh, Scum to Ball picking Ariana up from the Burbank airport. She enters the car. She's like, all right, let's go to the vet. And Sandoval's like, we're going straight to the vet? And Ariana's like, yes, Tom, we're going straight to the vet. I got you a soda. Oh, boyfriend of the year, man. You got her a soda. And Ariana's like, thanks. I I had a full-blown anxiety attack on the plane. We kind of see him, like, weirdly roll his eyes. I don't know if he just meant, like, oh, what a weird situation. Anyways, he's like, dude, Charlotte's one of the best dogs ever, you know? And Ariana begins to cry. Scum of all says, Ariana's never had much interest in bearing children. But if she, if she could have given birth to Charlotte, she would have. Wait, what? What a weird, what a weird way. What? She would have birthed Charlotte? Tom, what? Are you, what? Tom, you could just say she loves that. T- like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? We, she goes, we obviously knew that at some point this day was coming. But now that it's here... 
I'm very concerned about how this is going to affect Ariana, which now thinking about everything of his actions this week, I feel like he almost thinks he's almost more concerned how it's going to affect him. Ariana, as they're walking inside the vet office, which, by the way, this vet office, I believe, is the one on Ventura Boulevard that me and my ex, we went to for a while with our, our dog, Brooklyn. And we had one of the scariest nights with our because our dogs had like problems. God, it was for so long now. And there was this one where she would have the, she had a, like a heart issue and she would like sometimes pass out and you would think she would like die and you'd have to rush her to like an oxygen um, tent. And we had to leave her there one night and I believe at this facility and they said it did not look good. And I, um, I mean, just, I remember going home with my ex and I mean, just the wailing, like she, way she was my, I never heard her cry like this in my life at that point. And, uh, I just was like, how do you, how do you, how does this ever get better? You know, like when you're in those moments, when you're like, I don't see how we get out of this moment and you do, you get out of the moment, but like just the level of pain and misery that, that those moments and thank God, Thank God the the cameras didn't follow her in, and and I thank God we didn't have to see that. You know, I really appreciate when certain moments are private. Um, so uh, Ariana, as they're walking inside the vet office, she's like, "I feel bad too because when I've been here and I've seen people coming in crying and stuff, and I've always been like, I feel so bad for those people." Um, Scum of all says, "I just need to be there in any way I can right now." You know, she's my girl. Not anymore, bro. And how dare she's my girl? Like, oh, Mr. Good Guy, Mr. Great Guy. I've got to do it for her. She's my girl. Which just, everybody keeps sending me that clip of remember that when, the, you know, had that amazing birthday party for Ariana. She's like, this was like the best birthday party ever. And her dad's like the anniversary, I think, of her, her dad's uh, passing was like the next day. And he's like, um, I can go to Vegas and we're going to do bulldozers and smash stuff with the bulldozers. And I really, I I'd like to go to that instead. And Ariana just said how special of a day it was, which is like, man, wild. We're back in Vegas, and Lisa's like, I don't want to talk about this in front of you, my puffy, her little dog, because he's getting old as well. I mean, Lisa and Vanderpump dogs are are wild too. I mean, I'm I'm of the Jiggy era. You know, remember Jiggy? I always said that Jiggy was Ken's life force because Ken always like carries the dog. And for a second, I was like, is this a puppet? You know, like is like did Jiggy pass a long time ago, and Ken's just carrying something? Around? around but it also felt like they fed off each other of like remember that movie et with elliot and et and they were like bonded and when like et wasn't feeling good elliot wasn't feeling good and i always thought that i was scared about that with ken but now they have this dog puffy which i'm like puffy's cool but it's no jiggy i'll say it i'm a jiggy guy and uh puffy we say we i love also at lisa's restaurant you can put dogs on tables that's not a health violation and then lala goes but he's so sexy i'm like Lala, we get it. You're horny. Like, don't say a dog's sexy. And Lisa goes, sexy? Talking about that. Do you know Oliver? Oliver returns with their drinks. And Lala's like, yeah, I've had a crush on Oliver for a long time. And Lisa goes, Oliver, so have you met all my girls? And Oliver's like, I did. We just met. <laughs> Lisa points to Lala, just met. And Oliver goes, just met. And Lala smiles and turns away. And Christina's like, don't blush. And Oliver turns to leave. He's like, I'll take care of you. Christina, the talking head, goes, 
Lala has a big ego. She gets a little bit butthurt when anyone doesn't remember her, especially a guy. I like this Christina, man. Christina is like used to the normal world, the real world without cameras, because she's only been in it here and there. She never seems like she wanted to be in it either. So I like that she's able to really call out things for what they are. Lala in a tug net goes, I really don't give a fuck that he doesn't remember me. If he gets lucky, I think that he'll remember me later on. And my pussy. She didn't say that, but that's what she was insinuating. And Lala, this is just her, like, always talking tough, man. <laughs> Send it to Daryl. Lala goes, I just admire, acknowledge, and appreciate good-looking people because I think he's married with kids. And Lisa goes, no, I think he's separated. And Raquel goes, we should invite him out. Raquel in a talking head goes, isn't that the whole point of this girl's trip to meet cute guys and have fun? Oliver goes, there you go, your vodka and raspberry cocktail. I hope you enjoy that. Um, and he's placing all these pretty drinks and Raquel in a talking head goes, Oliver is so charismatic and he's got a swagger to him. That's very intriguing. The way she says that was weird. Oliver goes, I hope everybody enjoys their drinks. And Lisa goes, poor guy, when he comes to the table, he feels like he's been eaten alive. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Um, Lisa goes, Katie, tell me about the sandwich. Oh, that's another. Yeah, I, I don't know if I said that earlier, but I'm just pissed when Lisa was asked if like, uh, Andy asked like, would you, in, would you invest in uh, the sandwich shop? You know, oh, I did say that earlier. She's like, I'm not going to invest in like, if, no, I'm not going to invest in everybody. It's like, you should invest in people that you work with and make a part of your living off of, of their lives. Uh, Katie's like, well, we've been looking at location. And Lisa goes, you definitely don't want one that's about five doors from Sir. And uh, so there is this place by Sir that I think now that it was, I remember seeing a picture of the place. And now I'm like, why does that look familiar? I think it is right next to Sir, close to Sir. But Lisa's like, it's eight grand a month, which is a lot of, you know, that's a lot of sandwiches to sell. Like, if, wait, what, like a $15 sandwich? $15, it's a, that's a lot of sandwiches. Anyway, she's like, it's not bad. And it's got a kitchen. It's got a patio. And Katie's like, well, my interest is peaked. Go and have a look. And Katie's like, I think I should have a look. Um, which would be cool if this is real, because... It's another thing. Schwartz and Sandy's is so far away. You can't walk. It's not part of that. But then you'd have Sir, Pump, Tom, Tom, and, uh, you know, something about her. And that's just a fun. And I got to tell these places, start carrying more merchandise. I said this many times. It's like, I would, I would like start carrying action figures. Oh my God. This is a thought. I know I'm like, this is too long already, but I was at Target the other day. Um, and, uh, you know, like they always have those pop culture shirts, like, and it's just at brand advertising. It's like, they have like Bud Light, Dr. Pepper. And I was like, always the nerd. that's like, I need another Target shirt. But like, I want Bravo to license all their shit out to Target. Like, wouldn't you, if you like, wouldn't an impulse buy be if you could buy a Vanderpump Rules t-shirt at Target? Like, you got to do that. And also I've said this from the beginning of this podcast, even before that, I want them to, you know, those little pop figures, um, little, like little big heads, little pops. I want them to do like Vanderpump rules and housewives. Like, come on, that's a no brainer. People would buy those and give them as gifts all the time. Uh, Katie and I talking to goes, the most important thing that Ariana and I need right now to move forward is a location. And if Lisa ends up being the one that finds a spot, I'm going to be so indebted to her. I've, I, I've already promised her my firstborn, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So I guess I just owe her my soul now, which is hysterical. I wonder what Katie does feel about, uh, you know, kids at this point. Like, I wonder what her view on that is. Um, just thinking about my ex and, and you know, that I, I, I do wonder about that. I would be curious. Um, 
Katie says, I've tried now like one of every drink the last time I was here. And that's why Sheena took everything I said, like the worst way possible. We get a flashback to that uh, Canyon Club where Sheena is saying, we had this conversation in Vegas. And she was like, if Schwartz and Rachel wanted to go there, they have my blessing. I encourage that. I don't care at all. I'm getting laid. Schwartz needs to get laid, which is like, yeah, Sheena, Katie was hammered and trying to like come off like she was strong. And Terry goes, how's that going? And Katie's like, well, it's not going. And Terry's like, so are you going? By the way, I she said Sheena, but for a second I thought she said Shayna. And I was like, that'd be hysterical, hysterical if Terry said Sheena's name wrong. She's like, so are you going to Sheena's wedding? And Katie's like, no. And Terry goes, oh, you're not? And Katie goes, but I have a non-refundable room that I booked, so I might still be going to Mexico. And Lisa goes, what's happening? Why aren't you going to a wedding then? And Terry's like, well, Sheena suggested that Raquel and Tommy hook up. It took me a second to like, who's Tommy? And then I didn't realize Tommy Schwartz. And I was like, oh, Tommy Schwartz. Duh, Tommy, Tom. (laughs) That's another name for Schwartz and Sandys. Tommy and Tom. Lisa looks stunned about this. And Raquel goes, well, basically, Sheena put the idea in my head, but I originally said no. And then the idea just kind of like stayed there. I love she's like, you know how ideas are. They just stay in your head and you can't poop them out. Also, I thought when Sheena was on my podcast last week, she talked about this of like, I uh, Raquel apologized for saying that I put the idea in her head. I didn't. And she admits it now. And I just said like, I do think, you know, Raquel is leaning into this other people put ideas into my head. Like, I think it's true, but there's also a leaning in of it, using it as a crutch in a way. And Lisa goes, come on, you've got to take some responsibility for that. You were actually thinking that might be a good idea? And Raquel was like, you know, I do, I I do. And I told Katie straight up that I, I asked Schwartz if he wanted to make out. Lisa's face is even like, what? You know, Lisa dropped her accent. She's like, girl, what'd you do? Uh, Katie's looking down at the table. This is like, it just fuck. And Terry goes, well, I'm going to step in as a mama right here. Uh, whether Katie shows it or not, I, I talk to her all the time. Where is like, okay, that definitely is her mom. Sounds like a mom. She goes, I hear her crying. She hurts inside. Terry looks at Raquel when she says this. Like, damn, this is like, and Terry goes, well, they're still married. They, they, they've barely moved out of their own home. They're selling their home. That's an emotional thing in itself. I even have emotions about it. And Katie is really, you know, you can just tell she's touched by her mother's word on top of her own emotion. And she is crying. And Katie in a talking head goes, I don't wear my pain or grief or sadness on my face 24-7. But what I'm going through is fucking really hard. I don't think Raquel has fully, like, got it. Well, Katie, I don't think she's got it for other situations as well. Tom's just not some dude I dated. Like, he's our family. So if she's got to hear it from my mom, she's got to hear it from my mom. Like, think about that. This is a 12-year relationship. I mean, that this is a, over a... Uh, I mean, that, that's a 12-year relationship. It's over a third or even more of Katie's life. And yeah, Terry has a relationship with Tommy as well, obviously. It's probably like a son to her in some ways. And... uh like, what What doesn't Raquel get? Like, you don't have to like Katie to know in these moments. You met her mom now, and you still went on and did the shit you did. So do you just not care? Like, are you that horned up? Like, there, I swear to God, there's single dudes out there. I saw a couple tonight, I think. I didn't ask, but it looked like they were single. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done feeling bad for this doofus. I'm done. Like, I'm done. 
You make your own decisions and like you make mistakes. Yes, but you're not, she's not learning from her mistakes. She's making deeper, darker ones. We see Terry wiping a tear from her eye. And, uh, uh, even, even Juliana writes a note here and goes, you'd think this stupid Raquel would absorb this conversation and evaluate her actions and situations with uh, Sandoval at this point too. Yeah, you would think. So Terry to Katie goes, I'm sorry, honey. Sorry to bring it up. And Lisa reaches over to Katie. Oh, I'm sorry. And Katie's like, it's okay. It's okay. And Raquel's just sitting there like a dingbat. Like, I mean, like what's in her head right now? She's just like, it's like a test pattern. Like, so the girls are now finally being driven to the strip to disco pussy and thank god terry didn't go to this i'm very proud of terry and uh they enter this club get seated and lala's like i see disco where's the pussy i'm right here i'm right here lala it's me mini lala you're pushy a server comes over and's like hey drinks okay and then oliver's there and they're all excited um, we flashback where they invited him. Oliver takes a seat next to Rachel. Uh, I do want to point out real fast that, like I said, he was in a relationship still. And if you, uh, not anymore, but if you like listen to what some of the exes said, um, I, Garcelle's in Vegas too. They posted a picture with Sutton. I say, I say, your, your Oliver's son is a fine man. So her, her, Oliver's ex, uh, I believe her name is Samantha, she wrote uh, two days ago, tomorrow's going to be a really hard day for me. The fact that people think this is cute and flaunting what they did is beyond painful. You know what you did. Completely delusional. I deserve so much more respect than this. She also wrote in another post, when I first met Oliver and fell in love with him, I had no idea the demons he was battling because I loved this man and saw everything he was capable of. I stayed and trusted him. I stayed silent and helped him behind closed doors and never talked bad about him or blasted his secrets. I helped this man get back on feet, his feet after fighting a strong addiction and battling in the courts. I financially supported this man and all the kids off one income while he was getting clean. I worked extra paid for all his studio time with music, podcasts, video shoots. Once he got his job, I decided to pursue real estate, trusting he was going to support me like I did to him. Instead, this man has left me in thousands of dollars of debt and financial struggle. Um, she continues on another post since Oliver has started working at Vanderpump Paris. He has disrespected me and my kids in every way possible. He has made jokes about my mental health and suicidal thoughts with coworkers. He has committed adultery with coworkers and guests of the restaurant. I have found out he has made out with Raquel while filming. This is a long time ago. Um, with Lisa and plans to continue to go on a date with Raquel while filming. Cause they do have another episode with Oliver. You guys, he continued to lie to me and say he wanted to work on things, but behind my back, continued to talk bad at me and disown being a stepdad. My family will now need time to heal from all this. Now, R Raquel, Rachel, if you're listening, this is what people have to heal from. Not what you're going through. Sorry. Um, Please keep keep us in your prayer. Yes, I have receipts of everything. And I remember when this all went down, she was posting receipts. She actually got into his account and found all these DMs from people that said they wanted to F him when they met, he was their waiter at Vanderpump. And he was like, yeah, it's classic guy shit, man. We are horrible. We are horrible, horrible, horrible. And Lisa's like, oh, yes, everybody titillated by Oliver. And it's one of those things, you know how much, how hard I ride for um, Garcelle and, and I know Garcelle has gone through a lot of stuff with Oliver, but man, you know, this is, this isn't, this isn't good. So I'll be curious what Garcelle does about this on camera. 
Um, so, uh, Lala's like, oh my God. I'm like, you're really fine. And Raquel's like, literally Oliver, you have the cutest smile and you're very sweet. The face tat would definitely not fly by my mom whatsoever. Oliver goes, I feel like they see me and they think one thing. And once I open my mouth and we start talking and stuff like that, it's like, whoa. Oh, Oliver. Wow. Oliver thinks highly of himself. And Raquel's like, he's got that charm. And Oliver goes, it's refreshing. That's what I like to think, but I also think I'm not a fuckboy, so maybe I'm just completely out of touch with reality. <laughs> I like that, like, I'm just a good guy. I'm just not one of those fuckboys. But he is a fuckboy. Raquel's like, maybe you're not in your own reality. Right, Raquel, what are you... Just don't add things to the conversation. Lala goes, you're like, I'm not a fuckboy. And then you smile. And I'm like, he's not a fuckboy. <laughs> Raquel laughs a little too hysterically at this. I also don't think Raquel potentially gets humor. I don't know. And Raquel's like, that's how he gets away with it. Lala on a talking head goes, the whole thing is working. The smile is just cute. I don't know what his personality is like, but hey, we're not looking for a life partner here. Lala's looking to get that pussy popped. Lala leans in tight to Oliver goes, are you still with your wife? Lala goes, are you still with your wife? And he's like, no, we're separated. She goes, you have two kids? I have one. My son is two. Well, I was never married, but I have a baby. Oh, you have a kid? How old? She's almost a year and a half. And she goes, picture like, oh my God, so pretty. And Lala's like... I have to put a bow on or else she looks like a dude. <laughs> Lala, what a thing to say. Oliver goes, what's your name? Ocean. I'm like in a full custody battle right now, which is kind of sexy talk in a way. That's like pillow talk. Oliver goes, oh, word. <laughs> Lala goes, yeah, such a heavy topic. And he goes, no, no, I'm down with a no, no, we can do it. And Lala exaggerates, I'm in a custody battle. It's a real bitch. Meanwhile, Raquel is between them during this whole conversation. And she's sticking her tongue out and licking her lips and laughing way too hard. And Raquel's like, yeah, we're having so much fun. Over at the bar, Christina and Katie are ordering a drink. And a dude is standing there asking them what they want and what they're drinking. And uh, I got to say, this guy is another. This Katie, I'm telling you, I don't like Katie's taste in dudes. Like, I'm, you know, like, like this guy was all tatted up too. the guy from last week or two weeks ago on that double date. Like those guys were douchey, like these douchey guys, like Terry, if you're listening, we got to get Katie away from, come on, this is, we got to get her away from these kind of guys. Lala and Rachel uh, get up for a moment at the bar and they go talk and Raquel's like, he's very cute. And Lala's like, yeah, obviously I feel like you guys have some like attraction for each other. I feel awkward doing it because I know you're interested too. Lala and I talking there goes, I came on this trip to have the best time ever and I'm going to do that whether I get dick from Oliver or not. And Lala goes, I say, Raquel, if you want my stamp of approval is you want to hook up with him, I would never stand in the way of that. Lala on her talking head goes, it's strange to me though, because Raquel has zero interest in Oliver until I said, damn, he's kind of fine. And then all of a sudden she's treating this like a pageant and she's in competition mode with me. Well, Lala, if she treated this like a pageant, she would lose. I mean, she didn't, she wasn't really good at pageants, right? Um, it is interesting though. Like, is there this, is this kind of competition thing? Is that a, a reality? Raquel's like, if he's interested in you, then I don't want to like take him from you. And Lala's like, girl, I think you're overthinking it right now. Over the bar, Christina to the dude is like, I like your tattoo. And he's like, thank you. I got to get a little more, but I just do whatever. <laughs> I love when people say that they're tattoos. I just do whatever. I think tattoos are like, like kind of sacred. Like everything has a story supposedly. And this guy's like, I just let people scribble on my body with ink. Christina's like, are they everywhere? He's like, everywhere. I got a bunch when I was in the Navy. <laughs> Katie and Atagne goes, 
I like a guy with tattoos. Not sold on mustaches, but you know what? I'm accomplishing the goal of talking to cute guys. So look at me. Look at me. I'm down for that, Katie. And also, I understand uh, your fear on mustaches, but I don't like this guy. Oliver goes, I'm headed to the bar, and we are headed to the dance floor. And Raquel goes, you're going to head out? And Oliver repeats, no, I'm headed to the bar, and then I'm headed to the dance floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I thought Raquel was about to ask, what's a dance floor? Katie with the dude at the bar goes, I can give you my number if you like. And dude's like, yeah, why not? Right? Okay. Yeah. Tattoo your number on me. Lala and I talking to her goes, I really don't give a fuck who Rachel's making out with, who she's putting in her. <laughs> Lala goes, I don't give a fuck who Rachel is making out with, who she's putting in her mouth. Lala, just talk like a normal, like you're such a sensitive person. Like talk like, come on okay you're so shocking oh my god oh my god you're so nc-17 it is so dirty girl she goes but let's be real if this were a competition i would have won <laughs> the insecurity is jumping off all um she goes oliver and i would be rolling around in my bed i'm always a winner we see oliver and raquel on the dance floor Full-on kissing and, and sucking face, you guys. Next time on Vanderpump Rules, Schwartz is like, let's go be hooligans and let's have a guy's night. And James is like, I mean, look, Ali has kind of expressed to me I should not be around Raquel now. Yeah, okay, cool. A bunch of guys are cheering to the Schwartzinator and Schwartz is like, I kind of coined a new nickname for myself. And some guy's like, if Katie was here right now, she'd be like, bleh. And Sheena's like, well, she's not. She's in Havasu with two people. Then we have a scene of Lala going... Uh, to like Raquel and they're all in bed and Lala goes I would say that with you drinking Raquel I would never trust you around my man and Rachel goes well thank god you don't have a man like fucking to have around the way she says this like where uh, I think I understand thank god you don't have a man like to have around and Christina goes oh my god Raquel and Katie's like what this Raquel is diabolical. And then at Lake Havasu, Katie is blindfolded and is hitting the Schwartz pinata with a stick. And she knocks the body off with only the head dangling from a rope. That is next week's episode, folks. What a week. I know this is such a long episode, but listen, a lot of you guys, some of you guys like the long episodes. Um, I hope you got enough information this week. Keep me posted. You can email me at so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. If you have any, uh, comments um please consider giving this podcast five stars on apple Podcasts and spotify patreon as well if you're on youtube hi youtube sorry i'm not using the high def camera i know i look uh, crazy but that's just who i am but thank you guys i'm so exhausted i can't wait to see billy joel tomorrow night that's like something i'm doing that i'm really excited about that's not tv and i get to go outside and i'm really excited oh by the way look at my sports jacket i wore tonight for that i don't know so i hope you guys have the best week ever it's friday what do i always say to you guys go drink something great eat something good hang out with friends don't cheat on anybody or try not to um, tell somebody you love them go dance go spend some time with yourself go out and hike go watch something great go listen to music there's so many great things out there there's so many great people out there thank you for letting me uh, be a part of your lives and um, we'll we'll do this all again uh, we'll do it all over again Monday but I'm so proud of this week of shows and I hope you guys have uh, taken some enjoyment from this and man what a week keep Ariana, keep Ariana. God, now I'm, we say Ariana, somebody corrected me and now I'm trying to relearn. Uh, keep Ariana in your thoughts. Fuck you, Tom Sandoval. Raquel, figure your shit out and uh, we'll talk to you guys bright and early on Monday and I'll see you around on Instagram and Patreon and all that stuff. Okay. 
I've just got to stop. Okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Recording. Betches.